Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. The Fan, live from Peoria, Arizona, and it is a little bit nipply out here, I will say that right now. Uh, Yesterday was a perfect, perfect made-to-order day. It's a little bit chillier, 
It's a little bit clearer outside. Uh, there's there's very few clouds, which means it's going to be blazingly hot here in about an hour and a half. Uh, but we are here, and we are very happy to be here this morning. I'm Woodsy. To my right is Paul Rindel, the executive producer of the Ben and Woods program. Good morning, Paulie. Kind of right in front of well, me. Dead, dead, dead center. Yeah, at 11 o'clock from me right now. Uh, to Paulie's right. Is Benjamin Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor. Good morning, Benjamin. Good morning. I went with these shirt sleeves this morning knowing it's going to get warmer, and I didn't want to carry around my sweatshirt all day like I was yesterday. So figure just leave it back at the Airbnb, which we are now into. Yeah. Clean, <laughs> fine, much better experience than it was our arrival night. You know, I learned uh, at a fairly young age, you can always take layers off if you have them, Right. So I can take the sweatshirt. You on can. My, I can go throw it in the car. You could if I wanted it's a, to. The car's way out there. It's though. like a hundred yards it's, from here. Yeah, exactly. So you, I, I know you're cold. I can see the goosebumps on your arms right now. I can see them. I feel dad strong though when you're cold out here, like tough and yeah. Does, like nothing does, gets to you. The elements cannot affect me this morning. It's okay. does being able to withstand the cold make you tough? Yes, does absolutely. It? Okay. It's right. the only way I can be tough. I'm not tough in any other way. <laughs> So withstanding the cold is my is my nod to being tough when I'm really not tough in, in any other sense of the word. It's like the guy that uh, the guy that can eat really spicy yeah. food and calls you a p word because you can't. No, you're like God. I admire you. You're so you're so tough. You ate those ghost pepper wings, and uh, I feel like you could take on the world now. And yes, I am a giant p because I can't eat them. I get mine mild. Uh, Paulie and I uh, had a few mild wings last night. We did uh, last night, so we, we got out of here yesterday, went out to the backfields, which was awesome. Uh, love the backfield scene here. You ever get a chance to come out to spring training? I mean, honestly, going to the games is, is fine. It's whatever. Watching these guys practice is just the greatest, greatest experience. Uh, watching them hit balls out. There's Here comes Xander Bogarts right now. He's walking in. For the day, he was in the group yesterday. It was Xander, Manny, it was Campy, and it was Tatis, and they were just pounding pounding balls uh, yesterday. It was incredible to see. Uh, we talked to Jesse Agler yesterday, and he goes, look, obviously he sees a lot out here. He goes, watching Manny pick balls at third is like – the dream. That's all. It's like watching Picasso uh, in his studio with a right. with a paintbrush. It's just crazy to see. So, if you ever get a chance to do that out here, do that. Did Xander just do the pretend to be on his yeah, phone he did thing? Yeah, so he, he, we couldn't ask him percent. like, "Hey, sit down, join so us right now." He just we, did that, didn't he? We are essentially Girl Scouts here, <laughs> and he just got out of his car, walked in, and we and I. He heard me mention his name, and he goes, he grabs his phone. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, six, six or seven, either or, whatever you want to do. That's fine. No, no, it's cool. No, no, I'll be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. And then walk right past us. Oh, hey, what's up? That was Sorry, a, I'm on the phone. Told, that was 100% fake phone call. He 100 I'm going to ask him later if we get him on. He did, he actually, didn't he? He actually may be joining us later, we've been told. So we that have now a topic the, to discuss. That is incredible. He fake phone called us. I can't believe it. I can't believe what we just happened. We weren't even going to ask him to sit there. We were just saying <laughs> hi as he walked in. I think that's a first. That son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, that was totally At a At least that we've call. noticed. That's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so we, we did that. We went to the game yesterday for a few innings. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Went home and chilled. And then Benny had to go back to work. Paulie and I ordered a pizza and some wings. And I felt uh, pretty much like I was going to vomit. It was not good. I felt pretty much like I was going to vomit most of the Did night. Did you get a burger and cheesecake instead, though, when you tried to order your wings? No. 
Remember when Polly got a burger and cheesecake? That's one you're going to want to set yeah. up in advance. That's it's fun. probably it's a very, it's a very inside joke. joke. Hey, tier ones are the inside of the inside. They <laughs> know I, what I'm talking about. But I, I laid in bed, and I had read years ago, if you're nauseous, count backwards from 100. And I was lying in bed last night. Now, mind you, I've got the room to myself, away from the wife and kids, you know. Had some time on my hands. And I went, I'm laying there going, all I want to do is vomit. All I'm going to vomit in this bed in the middle of the night. I ended up counting down from 100. I made it to about 30. And it, the nausea finally passed. So it worked. It worked. But it. I'm laying there just going, all right. Like, I just want a normal, nice meal. Tonight should be a good one because we're going to go with the skipper to P.F. Chang's. And they've never let me down at P.F. Chang's. I'm just glad you didn't vomit because I'd worry about the next visitors to the Airbnb <laughs> yeah. to arrive. With my vomit-soaked sheets <laughs> just that they had to wash themselves. About the, about the house. So. It is really, um, it is really uh, turning into quite an expensive trip for your old pal Woods here. You heard this yesterday, right? I think this is the one part of the live stream you missed. So when we checked into the uh, Airbnb the other night and everything you know, was, was not ready, it was unkempt, and uh, the cleaning people were going to come and clean it, and so we went to the Hampton Inn. But we shot the video for our, our, uh, our Peoria Cribs edition, and I was in uh, some very nice joggers that my <laughs> wife had bought me uh, from, from Viore. They're very nice, very cozy. And I had my Baseball is the Best shirt on, our Sarah Lang's uh, shirt to support ALS Research, which is one of my favorite T-shirts. I know you love that one. Butter soft. So at the, at the end of the bit, I jumped into the pool in full clothes. You know, anything for my comedy, right? And so I jump in, and I take this stuff off, and I wring it out, and I put it in the dryer. Good morning. We'll see you soon. Um, I wring it out, and I put it in the dryer at the Airbnb, start the dryer, now, I left it in there because we went to the Hampton Inn. We came back yesterday. It's gone. Oh, the the cleaning people <laughs> removed it. It's for, gone. They for must you. have thought it was from the old. It's gone. The previous tenants. <laughs> and they thought, what is this so, soaking wet crap in the just dryer? For the, just for the wreck. Just for giggles. I'm down about a grand. And there's not a casino I'm, I'm in sure sight. I'm sure there's a. There's a generic Airbnb lost and found where all Airbnb <laughs> lost stuff goes that you can go and claim it later if you want to sort through everything left behind. <clears throat> Nothing like going on a business trip and spending – by the time we're out, I'll be 1500 down uh, out of my own pocket. So that's been very cool <laughs> so far. But, yeah, man, um, that's that's where I was at uh, with that yesterday. So. Uh, not great. It's oh, not. It's not, be it's not been great. Day. But I, it's going to be a beautiful day. I for thought sure. the best part of yesterday, we were out on the back fields, and uh, if you saw it, we posted <laughs> it on social media. But one of our tier ones, uh, who who was it? It was um, uh, his our his, friend uh, Beatrice. Beatrice, yes, and uh, the, their son their came son. over, and they said he does the best <laughs> Sam Levitt impersonation. You're you're going to hear it. You got to hear it. So we we bring him on over. I, I get out the phone. Woodsy. Grabs a microphone as though it's an interview with uh, Sam Levitt Jr. And if you haven't uh, heard this, you you have to hear how sharp this impression is. What time of our do you want to play it? Sam Levitt, you want to tease it? Let's tease it. All right, make, we can make tease him it. Stay I on for do it. By here, let's just do it now. Let's just do, do it, it now. Yeah, this is this is fantastic. We're going to have Stephen Wilson coming back here in a couple of minutes. So listen to listen to this and tell me if it is not a, a spot on version of our own Sammy Levitt. 
Hey guys, it's Woodsy live from uh, spring training. I'm joined by uh, Sam Levitt Jr. Sam, how are you? Pretty good right now. Um, everything's going quite well here at spring training. It's a beautiful sunny day here at spring training. How are you? Uh, I'm doing very well. Uh, who are you going to be uh, looking forward to seeing today? Well, Fernando Tatis Jr. playing left field, well, right field, is a great thing for the San Diego Padres. And Manny Machado, hopefully he can come back pretty soon. Sammy, uh, any other insight on the uh, 2024 season? What do you expect from the Pods this year? There to be a lot of self-doubt for the San Diego Padres, but hopefully they can dig their way up into the postseason. Sam, good talking to you, buddy. Nice talking to you. Have a good one. Kid's unbelievable. Got the mannerisms. He is uh, He is definitely Sam Levitt Jr. Well, and, and again, the, the best part about all of it is that we showed the video to Sam Levitt, and he almost peed his pants laughing. <laughs> he I mean, he, lost the, he was. He I've the, never seen him laugh so He hard. did the, he had yeah. like the hands on the he knees, bent the bent over thing, <laughs> and it was incredible. And, you know, listen, we in this business are all full of ourselves, and we think we're so smart, and nobody has takes like I do. I'm the smartest, and I'm. I'm a genius, and I can't laugh at myself. Sammy Levitt, I, it, it really, and I love, dude, I love Sammy Levitt. It made me love Sammy Levitt even more, the fact that he was able to take that in stride and have a good time with it. Um, it was incredible. It's there, not something some, you run along in There's something in this special, business. though, that you've made a connection enough with your audience in just, what, two, two years that he's yeah, been here. Yeah, 100%. That even uh, the youth of Padres fandom has has taken that and I love Sammy and he can do an impression he worked on that obviously yeah, oh, 100%. he's been practicing that uh, and Jeff in the chat can we get Sammy to interview Sammy oh, I, if yeah. he's still here I mean, today if we see that kid we have to make that happen we got to get them together I'm actually bummed I will call Sam Levitt wherever he is at in the backfield I'll, I'll say, get I'll, your ass over here I'll DM Beatrice and see if she's still in town um, and and see if uh, if they can if they can make that happen. But uh, so yeah, we're we're live here this morning. We should have a really really good show for you uh, today. You know, again, it's a little bit wheels off uh, because we've got interview scheduled. Then guys get sick and we move things around. And you know, listen, guys are rolling into camp. We're going to try to get guys get here early. They guys get here get early. Here they get here late. We're going to try to get everybody that we can for you guys. Look, we want to talk to them too. I mean, we don't. We don't get a chance during the season working mornings to get a, to talk to these guys a lot. So this is kind of our our shot, you know, and uh, we want to make sure we get to shoot the breeze with these guys as much as we can. But uh, we will be having dinner with uh, with the skipper tonight. I'm excited about that. I just, you know, he, he came on yesterday, and I thought as he's done the, entire, the entirety of spring training, he's done a really great job talking to the media. You know, he's saying all the right things, certainly. But he was saying to me after the interview, he goes, ah, I, I I always feel weird when I talk about, you know, my old team. And I go, don't, man. Those baseball stories are baseball stories, and our audience loves the baseball stories. The, the one he told about Pujols uh, last night was, was in, incredible. So hopefully we get a lot more of those tonight. I think he um, he feels like it's uh, taboo. You don't want to talk about your ex yeah, too yeah, much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Makes sense. With your new boyfriend slash girlfriend. Yeah, I loves it when I talk about all my exes. I, I don't feel in this instance. That's, you know, that was his formative I mean, he was with the Cardinals organization for like, 25, 30 years. Right. I mean, you know, this is where he grew up and learned his all of his baseball, essentially. So he brings a lot of that with him, but he also wants to build something special here. You can tell how important it is to build something equally special 
with the with the Padres. And, you know, it's not Cardinals loving to acknowledge that they have fared well as an organization in their history. And you could do worse than to emulate what the St. Louis Cardinals have done, uh, you know, over the past few decades. My wife just uh, put in the chat, how's Heather, Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> She's, I don't know. I've talked to her, but um, probably pretty great, if I had to imagine. Um, so, yeah, I, I just said, hey, don't worry about it. I said, you keep those stories coming. They're, they're phenomenal. Uh, really good baseball man, obviously. And Probably got some pretty good yarns to spin, so we'll keep you guys in the, uh, in the loop. Keep you guys in the loop about what goes down tonight. All right, so uh, Stephen Wilson is here. I'd imagine he'll be coming back out uh, fairly shortly, sometime here in our first hour. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll let you know what other guests we expect to have joining us today. Should be a little bit more than yesterday. This is how it always goes. Yeah. First day, everyone's like, oh, yeah, hi, I'll get you. I'll get you. I'll get Later, you. we get one or two people. Yesterday, uh, Jake, Sugar, they were both great. Phenomenal. Mike Schilt, we had uh, Mud Grant on yesterday. We had Jesse, Jesse Agler on yesterday. Today, we should have a few more players stopping by. I'll keep an eye out for guys like Bob Scanlon as well. And then tomorrow will be pandemonium chaos on the last day. But uh, we will let, let you know who we've got expected uh, who should be joining us? What's coming up on the program today? We'll talk about yesterday's game. Observations. We did go, not the whole game, but we did go for the first few innings yesterday against the Guardians. Talk about that coming up next as well. It's Ben and Woods. we got uh, Italian Paul Frank back oh, in the studio. There he is. Frank, it's good to have you back again. Good morning Love to you. you. Frankie. Let you get us to some uh, traffic with Kelly. And then off and running here on a Tuesday morning live from the Peoria Sports Complex, Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Benoit's back live with you from the Peoria Sports Complex, and this is why we are here. This is why we are sitting on the back patio as players walk in. They sit down, they join us, and we are joined right now by new Padres catcher Kyle Higashioka. Kyle, we had a chance to talk on the phone, but it's great meeting you in person. Good seeing you here in Arizona. How you been? Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's our pleasure. We, uh, we just saw Brett Sullivan walk by. Uh, some of the guys have been checking in this morning. How has it been for you, uh, first camp, new state? For the first camp, new team, bunch of new faces, and and all that. How's it been so far? It's been great. Good. Um, I feel like I've been settling in well with the guys and the staff, and um, you know, I'm. It's, it's kind of like business as usual still, 
but um you know there's just a lot of new faces yeah. which is which is actually great because uh, you know it hasn't been much of an adjustment period and and i feel like i'm just you know fitting right in with with the way things are working so my partner we've been together six years and uh there's still people we've worked with the in the entire time he still has no idea will it take you six seasons learn everybody's <laughs> name it's so will, hard will it take you three how does <laughs> that's got to be tough though like, oh, he's a catcher that's like, like he's hey, got to know everybody hey bud you know you <laughs> fastball right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, luckily I, you have the names. And I feel numbers. bad. I feel bad if I don't know somebody's name when I walk past them. So that's it's like stressful. I just try to learn a few new people every day. There you go. It's, it's a good way well, to do and, it. And we talked about this a little bit when you joined us on the phone. But you are coming over with a number of guys that you already played with with the New York Yankees, a bunch of the pitchers. Uh, then they signed Wandy Peralta as well. So does that ease things a little bit to have kind of a, a group that's familiar with each other just it feels like you're not on your own on an island yeah yeah i'm, I'm sure that that's that's made a difference too um but yeah i mean it's it's been it's been really good so far and and super easy to assimilate with the team so well i was asking you because uh, when you when you got here your wife dropped you off to work a little nice kiss goodbye by the car she took off uh and i said hey, listen you got one car Drop me off at work. You take the car for the rest of the day. I wanted to ask you, though, like we talked to, on the phone. It's tough, man. You're, you're with us, an organization for your entire career. You get traded to another organization. The finding of a home and a place to stay and all that, logistically, how difficult has that been for you? Um, not too bad. I mean, I, I didn't own any places in uh, Tampa or New York, so um, it's kind of just business as usual for me. And, you know, find a place every spring and find a place for the season and, you know, you're, you're, so you're used to expensive rentals then. So you're, you'll love San Diego. It's going to be great. You'll, you'll, you'll slide right in. Yeah, New York. New York's not cheap. No, not at all. San Diego isn't either. But it's you get you feel like you you are spending money that's worthwhile because you get to live in in just the most beautiful city uh, in the country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just from being there um, for for uh, Joe's like mini camp. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. So, it's awesome. Um, yeah, I can't wait. It's awesome. What's this uh, catcher's room like, Kyle? I mean, we know uh, Luis Camposano for a few years now, kind of still a young guy coming up, very promising. Uh, Brett Sullivan just walked in, uh, a guy kind of a, a veteran who's trying to stick on the team, maybe uh, one of the final roster spots. I got Kevin Plawecki is here as well. Tell me about kind of the group of catchers that we've got here. Yeah, it's been a great group of guys. I mean, we're having, <laughs> we're having a lot of fun every day, and, um, you know, just – Overall, it's been, um, you know, it's just a, it's a, it's a really fun group of guys. But um, Sullivan, we're still, I mean, we're hearing stories. Yeah, we hear yeah, stories we did, about, we didn't know about, about this. So, <laughs> you called him Sully when he walked in. Do you know his real nickname? No, Booty. And I don't know. I, that's I'm not pranking you. I swear to God, I'm not going to send you in there and say, "Hey, Booty," and you get socked in the eye. That's really uh, Jesse Agler, our broadcaster, said that that's his that's his actual nickname is Booty. And did we ever figure out? I'm not sure if we know why. Paul, you got it. Yeah. So he, when he was young, he had a baby brother, baby brother. and oh, yeah. he tried to call him his buddy. Buddy. But he but kept booty. saying, "Booty." It's his booty. Yep, that's right. So they call him Booty. But he he seems nice. like a, a pretty dynamic guy, as does Campy and and the rest of you guys. So seems like a good group. Yeah, it's a great group of guys. It, you know, it's it's not always like this. So uh, that's cool. You know, we we don't take it for granted. That's really cool. So when you say it's not always like this, we talked a little bit to a couple of guys yesterday about the the competition aspect of this game, and we talked to actually the skipper about it as well. And he said, when a team is going at its best, um, the guys 
that they're in competition with are still helping each other. And it kind of kind of blew my mind a little bit. And he said, that's when you know that you've got a good squad. You, you find that to be true as well? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, everybody's got to be pulling on the same side of the rope, even if you're competing. And I mean, my view is... You know, if you're playing well, they're gonna they're gonna find playing time for you, um, no matter what. But it does it doesn't do the team any good to to be kind of standoffish or not not helping out your your guys. So, talking to Padres catcher Kyle Higashioka, and uh, we're trying to get to know some of the pitchers here in camp. I assume you've had a chance to work with most of them, if not in game, certainly uh, out there on the bullpen mounds. What's your kind of impression of some of the arms? Any observations that you, you've made uh, for the Padres pitchers so far? Yeah, I mean, overall, I think uh, we got a good staff. I'm, I'm pretty impressed with all the arms here, and um, I'd say there's been a there's been a few guys that I didn't know coming into this camp that have really impressed, and um, you know, the guys that I've caught in the games have thrown really well. So I'm I'm pretty impressed with the guys. Yeah, there's some some, some power arms. There's some finesse guys as well. Uh, obviously, some of the young guys are the, are the ones that that our fan base uh, is really excited about, and, and really some of the guys that you came over with. Um, t- Drew Thorpe, I, I caught video of his, his changeup, and it is, it's pretty nasty. When you look at Drew Thorpe, and they were talking about this on the broadcast, he looks like he should throw harder than he does, doesn't he? Um, I mean, he, he is really athletic. He's you super know, he's, athletic, yeah. He's built really, really well, so... Um... I mean, I don't know. But his changeup's so good. He, did, yeah, he, doesn't have I mean, to, the, he doesn't have to power up. The changeup is so good, and it looks exactly like the fastball yeah. coming out. And, I mean, that's that's personally my favorite type of changeup is one that you can't distinguish from the heater. No matter no matter how it moves, it just – if it looks exactly like the fastball and it's got, you know, 10 miles an hour or so difference, I mean, that's devastating. What's the worst pitch to catch? Have you caught uh, Walter's knuckleball? knuckleball, the knuckleball, yeah. knuckleball. Okay. All right. Yeah. Have you caught Walter's? <laughs> is it? It's, it looks yeah. nasty. He wants to throw it. The catcher's like, oh, shake that. No, we, don't want, we, don't want, we don't want to throw that right now. It looks so, yeah. so You don't gnarly. see a lot of them in baseball anymore. Have you ever caught a knuckleball before Matt Waldron? No, not, not before Waldo. It's pretty dirty. What about yeah. splitties? Splitties can be pretty pretty tough on you yeah. guys as well. Yeah. It, it just depends on how it comes out. Like the fork balls sometimes can knuckle a little bit. Yeah. Um, but a traditional split is just like a hard changeup. Yeah. You Darvish has such a large repertoire. I've, I've catchers have to kind of learn detailed signs. I guess you've got the pitch com now, but yeah. in terms of how many different pitches he throws, different breaks on different pitches, how is that learning with you uh, Darvish? Uh, it's been good so far. I mean, I think I think one of the good things he does he he kind of you know, take some of the reins and in, in calling his own game as well. So, um, you know, for for a guy who has like nine pitches, yeah. that that eases a lot of the burden because sometimes you don't know like which specific break that he wants to go with, and so it, it's nice when he can convey that to us through the pitch com, which is that's been good. For and, a uh, oh sorry, talking to Kyle Higashioka here on Ben and Woods this morning. For a catcher, I it's just such a um, it's such a remarkable position in that. You got a game plan. You got to talk to your pitchers. You got to constantly be communicating, and you're also counted on these days to produce at the plate. I mean, you know, the 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 catcher that can can also hit is just such a valuable piece. Do you, do you ever find it hard to get to get your work in because you're doing so much uh, on the defensive side of the ball? Like, is it does it is is it? Um, you learn to balance it. Do you? Yeah, because I mean, if you don't 
You don't hit. If you really don't hit, then you're you're <laughs> not playing. Fair enough. Anymore. Yeah. Makes That's why sense. catchers so. are always here so early. They That's got, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They got more work than everybody. Yeah, you just got to show up a little earlier. There you go. <laughs> Last one for me. I know you got to get your day started. Uh, we saw Michael King yesterday. Uh, obviously, you got to work with him with the Yankees. I, very excited. I, I didn't know much about him until the Padres had traded for him, but what do you think is kind of the ceiling there as he develops now into a full-time starting pitcher here with the Padres? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to put like a ceiling on him or create some unrealistic expectations. But I mean, just from my vantage point, I think uh, the sky's the limit for him. I mean, it's just going to be, uh, you know, how he handles um, the higher workload of being a starter and and going through the season and staying healthy. And so, that's the name of the game is consistency and availability. So, um, I think I think for him, the sky's the limit, and I. I think the world of him, so I I think you know he can he can be whatever he wants to be and 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 all that stuff. So it's you know it's about you know him and me and Campy getting him through a successful season. Love it, man! Thanks so much for your time uh, this morning, Kyle Higashioka. Everybody, can we get you to sign our bat? Oh yeah, for yeah our charity for bat, our charity uh, for bat. all of our guests that come by. But uh, this guy's an amateur guitar player as well. I think he mentioned yeah, we, that. Oh, yeah. wants, did you yeah. bring your axe he out here? To, he yeah, wants to get he uh, do some licks the, at the some rental. point. Damn it! So yeah, at <laughs> some point, yeah, at some point, he wants to jam together and and see what you got. What what's your favorite thing to play on the guitar as you sign the bat? Do you have like one like top? Song. Well, is there's video of him playing choice. the Trooper by Iron Maiden, which is pretty damn difficult to play. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's the Trooper. Uh, actually, somebody, somebody in the in the media, I forget who I was talking to, but uh, he reminded me that um, Hell's Bells is actually one of my go-to songs. So perfect. it's kind of perfect you're situation in the, with Hoffy. Uh, right, you're in the right spot. Then you need to. Have you played it for Hoffy yet? No, no. Hoffy right, loves Hoffy loves guitar players. I have we, to. We some guitar. I, I got to practice camp. first. I don't right. want to disrespect him. I get Hoffy's dream was to be a, a rock star. You know before that? Being a baseball it was. Player. It was yeah. his dream. He really? wanted to be a rock star before a baseball player. I said, "You can't have it all, buddy. You're in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so you're fine. Thanks so much, Kyle. Thanks to meet you in person. Thank you very much. We call you Higgy. Oh yeah. All right. Good. I'm I'm Higgins, so I can also be Higgy as well. But all right, Kyle Gashioka, Padres catcher. Thanks so much. We'll take a brief timeout. We'll be right back. More Ben and Woods on the way on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back, Ben Woods, live from Padre Spring Training in Peoria. Uh, we got Stephen Wilson going to be joining us here in a couple of minutes. But uh, first of all, a little rule of thumb 
that I've kind of learned over the years in spring training. We'll get to that after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Woods is fanning out over uh, Hassan Kim, who just walked by. I mean, you fan out over a lot of people, but that was that was a little extra, extra fanning there from Stephen Woods. I don't know. I mean, I've seen him before, but he's he is handsome. He's the SOB. the aura uh, around him right now is. <laughs> Imagine in two weeks he, they're going to get off a plane in Korea, and it's going to be like the Beatles arrived when Hassan Kim, oh, dude, is back in <laughs> it's, Seoul. It's going to be insane. He, he's absolutely an icon in that country. So cool, and man. he'll be coming back with the Padres. It's going to be a good moment, I think, for Major League Baseball. No question. Uh, Stephen Wilson's supposed to be coming out here later in this segment. We saw Joe Musgrove walk in a second ago. And I just said, I've watched enough spring training over the years. This is probably, I don't know, 20, 25 spring trainings I've been to yeah. over the years. And one thing that you've learned is the more veteran a player is, the less the results on the field mean during spring training. Sure. When guys have been in the league for a while, they don't have to prove anything. They can use games to try out more and different things without worrying about the results. If you're a young guy trying to make the roster, yes, you're going to go into the game and go, I kind of need to throw two shutout innings. I do not want to give up four runs here because I'm on my way back to AAA if I do that. But when you're Joe Musgrove or you Darvish, and you know your spot in the rotation is absolutely secure, you don't approach these games the same way. So when a guy like Joe gives up a few runs in his first two starts, you really cannot put any stock into that you cannot read anything into that you cannot make a determination like oh joe's scuffing a little bit he's not there yet we have no idea he may not be he may be but what he is doing on the field is different than what other players and other pitchers are doing at this point in spring training you know typical soft san diego cheerleading media letting him off the hook again <laughs> what's his era been 42 and a half, somewhere around there. It's not good That's enough. not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. I mean, it was infinity, and then it was he 108, he went, he and now it's down. down to 42. You go from infinity to 42, it's a, it's a nice improvement in <laughs> one start. I'm telling you, we should do a segment called Ben Ben's Turd Polish, where you do like, <laughs> okay, all right, if we're going to take some positives away, Joe started yesterday with an infinity ERA. It's now at 42. That's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, no, I'm, I'm joking, obviously. Of course. Did he look good yesterday? No, we were there watching in, in the first inning. He only got two outs, had to had to do the walk of shame back to the dugout. I want to ask again. him about that walk of shame. <laughs> hey, man, how bad does that suck doing that? Because I know you know he's a, a competitor. And, but then the weird thing is it's spring training, so even though you've been taken out, he went back in in the second inning to throw another inning, and he threw a one, two, three second inning, uh, maybe just to, to feel a little better coming out of it. Got his work in, though, at 30. 37 pitches or something, yeah. a little more than the first start, which is really the point of spring training for guys like that. And apparently he's been working on a slightly different breaking ball, more yeah. of a sweeper, sweeper than a slider and, you know, getting getting the release point, figuring out the break. And when he doesn't figure out the break, he hang, hangs one. And what, David Fry m mashed a two-run homer off of him in the first inning. But if it was a real game and you don't feel confident in that pitch, you probably don't throw that pitch in that situation. 100%. You throw something else that you're more confident in. But yeah. in spring training, you got to work on those things. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too worried about Joe Musgrove. Uh, I no. am. Uh, he's going to have great outings. He's going to have, you know, average outings. He's going to have bad outings. It happens to everybody. So I'm not, again, I, I don't think uh, – <laughs> I, I don't think that anyone overreacting to Joe. I, I don't know how serious they actually are at this point. I did see that noted Padres troll Dan Clark uh, posted 
posted Joe's pitching lines so far. Now, he did the exact same thing to Fernando Tatis Jr. last year after the first play that Fernando booted in right field. He posted, you know, this is terrible, blah, blah, blah. Well, Fernando won a platinum glove, so... Cy Young potentially incoming the Dan Clark uh, jinx or reverse curse. Jinx reverse or, yeah. curse works. Hopefully. Uh, but, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's spring training. Uh, we did see Michael King, and, you know, not going to get too excited over good results as well. Uh, quick inning, gave up a hit, but then uh, erased it on a double play, came back for a second uh, shutout inning. So two innings, one hit in his first uh, Cactus League appearance with the San Diego Padres yesterday. Robbie Snelling. Uh, pitched an inning against the uh, Guardians yesterday, gave up a hit, but no runs yep. in that game. Looked and then later in the game after, actually, we left. We didn't see it live, but I certainly saw the highlights. Ethan Salas, a uh, nice piece of hitting, got Very a couple nice. of hits, a double in the gap, stretched a single into a double, went the other way nicely. The swing looks really good. Especially, very, very beautiful yeah, swing. For a 17-year-old who should be essentially probably going, what, into his – Jun- either junior or senior year of high school yeah. would be right now. How old is he? He's 17. About to I turn graduated. 18. He's going to turn 18. So probably, probably senior. senior year in high school. Yeah. This would be a senior year of playing right now, just starting a senior season of high school. Imagine him in high school ball. He'd be doing quite well. <laughs> probably be unfair against uh, some of the other competition if he was playing against high school pitchers right now. Uh, it's Look re- kind of unfair against uh, major league quality <clears throat> pitchers out there a little bit. No, it's a really beautiful, uh, it's a really beautiful swing. Um, really, he just lo- he looks hitterish as well, and you know what he can do defensively, or or you hear about what he can do defensively. I've seen him do drills. It's it's pretty cool to watch him work back there. Again, you know, there's a lo- there's a few young guys on this team that you're hearing from from the veterans that are going about their business, going the, about the right the way. right way, the right way. And uh, carry themselves like a big leaguer. And the, uh, we've got a few of those guys. Yeah, uh, there was some excitement on the backfield. Uh, Dylan Lesko out throwing yeah. yesterday. Um, very high on him, a lot of people in this organization. Very much so. There was definitely some excitement. You can tell when the people who actually work for the Padres are like, ooh, this guy is coming out yeah, to, to pitch, that that there's genuine excitement. Because there's a lot of I mean, people out there. But between the minor league camp and the major league camp, there is, what, like 150 – baseball players out here and you you can't you can't get excited for every single one of them all the time i mean they're all out there working all day long so when you hear like a little buzz like this guy's about to come out and throw you know that uh, they think they've got something special on their hands yeah no question man no question about it so yeah still you know listen we've, we've said this for a lot of spring trainings too the future is bright we are very excited about some of these prospects but we're also very excited about some of the guys uh, the veterans on this team as well. I, 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 I again, you, you can't help but love the core here and uh, and be excited about it. But you know, there there's still there's still a lot of discussion uh, around camp from fans from um, from the media about are they going to add pieces? And, and we just don't know. We have not had a chance to sit down with AJ Preller. Not that he would tell us if he was going to, but I think it is important that we ask because you wonder is this team done making moves and and uh and here comes steven wilson right now i i still highly doubt that they're completely done there will be the same way one or two things that happen here before the end of spring training all right uh joining us right now uh we got a microphone for him right there and it's uh 
think it's like his third season with the Padres and the first time we've had a chance to yeah. talk to him, especially out here in spring training, pride of Colorado. <laughs> what, what state is Colorado? Woods? The Sunshine State. It's the Centennial State. Yeah, they call it the Sunshine State. They do call it that, though, don't it's they? It's like the third or fourth that's, sunny estate. That's right. Yeah, think, but yeah. they do call it that, right? You've heard that. I have not heard that. Uh, Steve Woods and Kyle's from Colorado. It's the Centennial State. All right, thanks for your time this Stephen morning. Stephen Wilson, Wilson everybody. With Ben and Woods, the 97 Twitter fan. We've had this argument. He saw it somewhere, and he now calls it the Sunshine State. Florida is the Sunshine State. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. I'm, I'm, I'm digging in. How's everything, man? Everything's great. Good. Yeah, good to be out here. I was out in Arizona all off season, so didn't have to move this year. That's good. So, yeah. You know, another place that I saw, you were at Driveline, and we are fascinated yeah. by Driveline, as most media <clears throat> members are. We, we've we talked to Kyle Bodie a few times on the show. Bodie or Bodie? He changes it every day. He changes it every time we talk I think, to him. I think Bodie's Bodie. Bodie. I still okay. haven't met him, so I don't know. Oh, you didn't meet him. Okay, nope. so I, I saw some video of you um, out there at Driveline, and I, I'm, I'm fascinated by it. I, I am. I think it's... Uh, I think it's cool, and I think the more you can learn about your craft, the better. If there was a drive line for radio, I'd be there. I would go and check it out, but <laughs> there's not one yet. Uh, tell us about your experience there. Yeah, I had a friend um, on the Twins, Griffin Jacks, yep. grew up playing baseball against him and with him, um, and I reached out to him at the end of last year. Um, it was kind of banged up, had a couple injuries, and I knew he had gone there, um, and so I just asked him, hey, like, what do you got on it? And he loved it. He loves it there. And so I gave it a shot and, and threw there all off season, um, fixed a couple things that I was working on trying to, it's still a work in progress, get, getting a splitter down. Uh, the one they put on, on X yesterday was, was a good one. <laughs> Feels so, good when you, when you catch one, when, like when you get one they're they're <laughs> nasty, but it's hard to get consistent. I know Darvish has been working on one too. So I've been picking his brain about it and, um, it hasn't gone great to hitters yet, but we're still we're still working on it. I feel like once it clicks, then then it'll be nice. Yeah. Open for the league. I, if you're into that, I'd imagine you're excited about. We were at the ribbon cutting for the biomechanics lab. Yep. Oh the yeah, Padres just opened. Have you seen it yet? I mean, is that a tool you feel like you'll be you'll be using going forward? Yeah, I've thrown um, on their motion capture a couple times, and I, I went to the lab in January and threw on the the Point Loma motion capture as well. Talking to so. uh, talking to Stephen Wilson here on Ben and Woods and. I, I, you know, listen, I, I can't imagine what it's like to try to learn a new pitch at this level and not only learn a new pitch, but implement a new pitch. And like you said, you know, it, what is it? Is it is it confidence in it? Is it uh, is it execution? 50 50? How's it work? Um, honestly, the, the first step for me, and this is what I keep talking to uh, to Ruben about, just the ball being comfortable in my hand, like How the grip, the grip being comfortable. Um, I've been all over the place with the splitter. I was- <laughs> I started here with the splitter, yep. um, and then you need me to bring it up. Yeah, uh, I started like right in here with yep. the splitter, and then it kind of rotated um, over to here. And this is where I was throwing it. If you see that video uh-huh. on on X, it's is this one here. Um, I've also been talking to Darvish. He's thrown a couple like this is more like Senga's ghost fork is like right in here. Wow. Um, and then. I think Darvish is maybe throwing one like this now, and this is how Scanlon threw his. Yep. I was talking to Scanlon about it too. So it's it's all just kind of comfortability and feel, sure. and then you start moving the thumb around yep. and getting different action, and it, it's a pitch based on slip. So you're, you're banking on your fingers slipping off the ball. Mm-hmm. So to try to get super consistent with that is, is difficult. Even the sure. best guys, you'll see some will cut and drop, some will run. Like it's just a it's a tough pitch to to master. Talking Which is to, probably why not a lot of guys throw it. Yeah, talk to Stephen Wilson here on Ben and Woods, and I'll have to ask. I, I mean, no one can ever be morning, man. truly comfortable, you know, in a 
big leagues, there's always competition here, but now that you've been in the big leagues for a couple of seasons, do you feel like you can work on things more in spring training? It's not simply about i got to show my best just to make this team. I don't want to go back to the minors. Now you, <laughs> I need to get you've the been here right for here. a little you, you actually can kind of work on some things at spring training. Yeah, I mean, I still have three years of options. So <laughs> I, I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm comfortable to where I can just work on things. Yeah. Um, but I feel like to a hitter or two every outing, I can, yeah. like my last outing at the Cubs, I, I tried to mix in a couple splitters in counts that I probably wouldn't throw them right now if it were an actual game. Um, and I, I've talked with Ruben about it. I was like, hey, do you want me to pitch? to get outs or do you want me to like kind of work on the new pitches and and so we've had a good balance like a couple outings like just go get after it and and then another a a couple other outings like hey let's work on it and try to get a feel for it so we're doing a little bit of both um but say I, i wouldn't say i'm i'm fully comfortable with just working on stuff all spring training. Talking to us, Stephen Wilson here on Ben and Woods uh, this morning. And Ruben is such a great guy, man. He's such a great guy. And so many uh, of you, know, you get to work with him every day. You know that uh, very well. He's a really smart guy. He seems to be uh, very a very caring guy as well. You know, Blake Snell credited him uh, with a lot of his success and, and calming him down. You know, the mechanics and, and, and things aside, what does he like to work with as kind of like your your main report every day? No, we, we always have good conversations. I feel like I can go up to him and, and ask him about, hey, what do you got on or what are you seeing in my catch play? What are you seeing in the bullpen? Uh, is it a mechanical thing? Is it my grip? Is it my arm speed, my arm action? Um, so there's always just a good back and forth of – and then, and, and Fritz is usually in on those conversations as well. He's, he's awesome. And yeah, both the of best. them. Both of them are great. Um, just being able to have that comfortability to go up and talk to him about something that you're struggling with, and not worry about oh now they're going to think like is, is that, I can't do this. Is that rare for a guy like you said? I mean, you still have options. Is that rare? <clears throat> like, not everybody can just walk up and 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 have that conversation i think maybe at the big league level when you were a younger player was it were you like i'm just gonna keep my mouth shut get my work done not say a word uh i don't want anybody to notice me unless <laughs> i'm on the mound doing good things yeah uh definitely when i was younger i didn't say anything even <laughs> even probably the first like three months in the big leagues i was just like silent silent um it was actually it was actually Hosmer that came up to me one day. I walked right by him. I didn't say a word because I, I got advice from somebody. They were like, honestly, just keep your head down and your mouth shut. <laughs> and so I did that. I was like, okay, that guy played in the big leagues, told me just keep my head down and my mouth shut and work hard. And um, and then one day Hosmer was like, Willie, like, are you ever going to say hi say to me? Hello. Like, just say something. <laughs> and so that was when I kind of like started to, to open up. So. I'll, I'll credit Hosmer with that one, but uh, bro, baseball, I mean, play, it was, baseball players yeah. are mean. They can be mean. They're mean. Like you, yeah. need to, you have to fit in, but you also have to produce. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot for right. you guys. Right. <laughs> now, there's a lot of new guys in that uh, in the bullpen this year to say hello to. What yeah. was your reaction to seeing the additions of Matsui and Go and Peralta and some of the guys from the Yankees? I mean, that's a crowded. Crowded new space in there. Yeah, it's it's going to be different because a lot of the guys that I played with my first two years aren't around anymore. So um, it's been great getting to know the guys so far in spring training. I look forward to to traveling with them and getting to know them even more. Uh, Matsui's my locker mate right now, so I've been trying to pick up some Japanese and awesome. and communicate with him in, in his language. So do you care? Do you <laughs> care where you pitch? Like, do you care? When they use you, do you do you would you, do you dream of 
man, I want the ninth someday. I want to be the, the guy, or I'll, I'd love to be the, the setup man, you know, and get a bunch of holds and stuff like that. Or, or are you just like, just give me the ball when I need to get out? Um, I, I mean, every reliever probably wants the ninth inning. Yeah. Um, and then if you don't, if you don't have, if you got somebody like Hater on your team yeah. or, or Taylor Rogers before that, like, you know that that's their inning. Yep. So, um, in, in that situation, you just want leverage. Like, hey, get me in there when it's a close game, when we're up. I want the ball at that point. I um, want it when we're up six or down six. That's when, <laughs> usually that's that's when like I'm Low like I, I got it. I yeah. got yeah. it. Yeah. like to be the lowest I'll leverage I'll reliever eat, out there. I'll, I'll yeah. eat these here. Personally, I, I like when the game's closer. Uh, for me, it's easier to get that adrenaline, and I always pitch better when I've got a lot of adrenaline. Like you're thinking less. You're just getting out there, yeah. and, and when it's those games that aren't really close and you're and you're getting in there and you've experienced that adrenaline consistently it's tough it's you don't get the same a lot of sometimes you still get it um other times it's like the crowd's not in it anymore and and so you're not getting that atmosphere that kind of energizes you um so those are the ones where you you got to go out there and still do your job but it's it's not the same yeah How's the managerial change gone for you? Obviously, there's some consistency with guys like Ruben back, and, and Mike's been around, but different different voice uh, leading the room compared to Bob Melvin from last year. Yeah, I had actually uh, gotten somewhat close to Shilty the last two years because he would be around when we were at home, um, and obviously he coached third for us a little bit last year. Um, so I had had many conversations with him over the past couple years and, and gotten to know him. Um, so for me, it wasn't like a huge change because I've I've seen him. He's been around. It's so obviously Melvin isn't there anymore, but Schilt's been there. So for me, it, it wasn't anything drastic. Pretty smooth transition. Yeah, absolutely. Well, man, we uh, thanks for your time this morning. <laughs> Certainly, it was awesome to to meet you finally. I'm actually embarrassed it's taken this long, but uh, wishing you the best <laughs> of luck and uh, keep doing what you're doing, man. Everyone loves watching you pitch. So thank you. Keep doing I your appreciate thing. It. Appreciate thanks, it very guys. much, Stephen Wilson. We got a little bat for you to sign here that we're all doing right. for all of our guests here. Get yeah. all the times I've hit. Get it for charity right. or something like that. <laughs> do you, yeah, well, do you miss hitting? I do. Do you? Were you a good hitter when you like were younger? Yeah, I, w- I went out on top, honestly, Did with you? my hitting career. Yeah. That's good. What was the last? What does that mean? What was the last? My, the last level you walk hit off at? home run, last last swing you ever took? No, <laughs> I don't even remember my last at bat. But in high school, I had my best my best hitting year my senior year. I was like, I think I, I ended up winning like the league MVP and wow. I was like, all right, I went out on top. I probably would have went to college and hit a buck fifty, and yeah, it wouldn't have been good. What was so, your position? Did you pitch in, in high school too? And first base and yeah. first base. Yeah, that's awesome. It's man. not so. that uncommon. I've seen a lot of <laughs> big league pitchers tended to actually. They're all really good athletes. So yeah, they were dominant in high we're school. The best whatever athletes. they did. The, best yeah. the pitchers they were, are the best athletes by far. They're they're the there's best. no question. Yeah. Stephen Wilson, <laughs> uh, we got a little uh, overdue for Thanks. a timeout, but we'll get back. Hour number two of Ben and Woods should have some more guests coming. I expect you to talk to uh, Joe Musgrove, Michael King, uh, scheduled to join us on the show today. So do not go anywhere as we continue our live broadcast from Padres Spring Training in Peoria, Arizona, with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Yoka and Stephen Wilson, who joined us in the first hour here. Ben and Woods, live in Peoria, Arizona. Day two of our three-day spring training excursion. Stephen Wilson, uh, an electric factory. Just fantastic. I liked that. That was a a good interview. He was very engaging. He was very comfortable sitting here. Considering we had 
I mean, it felt like we had talked to him a million times. Yeah. But we had never spoken with him before. He's, he was really, really good, man. Really, really good I loved on the what mic. he said. I never said anything to anyone. And then Eric Hosmer said, Willie, are you going <laughs> to say anything to me? Well, say hello? I mean, I, I, I just have heard from, from so many guys that even, not even, that didn't make the big leagues, but in minor leagues, Ben, it's a, it's nerve I'd be a head, the, head down guy completely. Like I'm not saying anything to anyone. You know what surprise would surprise you? I think I would too for a while, for a while until I was established, yeah. and then I feel like I would be like Haas, like, hey, let's go. But when you really feel like you're established, that's when the you tough have thing a, too. When yeah. you're out of options, yeah. I, I, that I, that blew me away. Three more years of options. Now yeah. he's 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 been really good. It was a really nice find by AJ Preller, um, getting Stephen Wilson here and. And, you know, there, he, there's a comfortability. I know last year, like you said, he was banged up a little last year. But, man, if he can add a, if he can add that splitty to his arsenal, whoo, mama Cita. I love, and, and we've, we've made this distinction before, between the everyman and the 1% of people that can play the game at that level, they all want the ball in the bases loaded, nobody out situation, whereas just the normal Tom, Dick, and Harry like ourselves would just be like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I love that about them. That's why they are, you know, that's why there's been 23,000 big leaguers. Uh, he is he is right, though, to not feel completely comfortable. Because when you think about it, they, there will be 13 pitchers on the roster for, for opening day, essentially. Part of your 26-man. You got your five starters. And then you think about all the names who are competing for jobs. I mean... Suarez, Matsui, Go, De Los Santos, Peralta, you know, you know, Brito could be in the bullpen yep. to start the year if he's not a starter. Vasquez could be in the bullpen Damn, dude. if he's not yeah. a starter to, right. to begin the year. Castro is back. <laughs> I mean, those spots fill up really quickly when you're, you know, only counting to 13. That's eight guys in the bullpen. A lot, lot of returners, a lot of new guys. And, by the way, all of them will be needed over the course of the year. There will be more than eight relievers that pitch for the San Diego Padres. It'll probably be more like... 14 or 15 or, or more of them over the course of the year but you want to be the guy who's there from opening day to the you know game 162 never has to get set down because uh, you know they needed to bring someone else up and the reality is a bunch of those guys will have to be sent down especially the ones with options to make room for more arms over the course of the season now forgive my ignorance but when you when you bring somebody over from from Korea or from Japan like Yuki Matsui and Usako can you send them down as well? Uh, it depends on what their contract, what their contract is. Says. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's like when Hassan Kim arrived, I think there was a provision where they could have sent him down the first year, yeah. but then now I don't that think expired. they can. Expired yeah. or something. Imagine um, sending him down. <laughs> not, yeah, it's hard to imagine now, but yeah, I, you know, and I don't know exactly what was written. My guess is Matsui is not go. Maybe could be if he needed a, a little more work against uh, major league hitters, or that's something they can at least broach with him if, if that's the best course of action going forward. But, yeah, I, I think it is. Uh, it depends on what's in the contract of players when they're signed uh, from Asia when they come over. I am in the torture chamber with – I have my sunglasses here. The sun is beating on my face, but I have my readers on. I can't see a foot in front of me. That's why you got the transition lenses. Yeah, these actually aren't my transitions. So I brought my sunglasses as well. I can switch back and forth. I'm but. in the chamber. So um, we will get later. Uh, I can't wear a- my sunglasses because they got like the polarized lens. Yeah. So when I do that, can't, my laptop goes black. It's black. Completely yeah, you, black. I can't see a Cannot thing. See a- I'm, I'm, in the, I'm like a wreck <laughs> right now. Uh, trying to keep things open this hour. We could be joined at any time by more Padres players and guests. Uh, when we eventually get to our game, Take on Woods is always brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change. It only takes 15 minutes. You don't have to get out of your car for directions 
and discounts. Go to SoCalOilChange.com. That's SoCalOilChange.com. I actually have another edition of Padres SAT Multiple Choice coming up later, but I wanted to give you a multiple choice test okay. right now. All right. Of the four teams that we talked about yesterday where Kike Hernandez could sign, the Padres, <laughs> the Twins, the Angels, or the Giants, Woods, which one did he end up choosing of the four multiple-choice possibilities there? The answer is E, none of the above. None of the above that is little, where Kike that, Hernandez signed weasel, yesterday. Such a weasel. Instead, he was trolling everybody. he once again went back to the Los Angeles Dodgers on a $4 million one-year contract. Uh, you know, a lot of guys like to take the easy way out, and I guess Kike Hernandez is one of them. I mean, the easy way out also includes $4 million. It's a pretty easy way out. Fair enough. And I don't know how much they, they really need him they or want him. They traded uh, Manuel Margot to clear a, a roster space, to, to clear a little bit of room. Uh, yesterday in the outfield, he was sent to the Twins. They ate a bunch of money, I think $10 million of his $12 million. Well, which they also, sent him to the Minnesota Twins. And which also means the Twins are probably going to end up moving one of their outfielders as well, which, you know, the Padres probably You're thinking domino effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I think um, uh, they're going to they're gonna need to get rid of somebody. Uh, Max Kepler, potentially. So, I mean, I think that's very much still in play. You said uh, yesterday, though, I think off the air, that just makes the Dodgers even more annoying. Which is hard to it's do. It's hard to do. It's hard to do, but you add a guy like that, and, um, and yeah, it, it's going to make Honestly, it. I'm a little relieved because even if he had come to the Padres, he still would have been that annoying player, but we would have had to try to embrace him and like him as our annoying yeah, player. It it's it's good. <laughs> and now it's, we don't have to. It's good. You don't have to you do it, You just keep cheering against him like we're used to. We always have. Yeah, it Thorn was, in the side. It can be aggravating sometimes. It, but It was like all the talk in the offseason, too. Like, well, you know, Justin Turner would be good. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this, man. <laughs> like, imagine, it, 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 you know, I, the Matt Beatty thing really soiled me on, uh, on any old. Do- I don't trust him. I don't trust him. Uh, I think they're all spies, and I don't really want them. Now, I would part of I, their deferred money is they go to another team to give secrets and yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, you want to give us Dustin May or something? All right, <laughs> I could find it in my heart to love Dustin May or maybe a Bobby Miller or something. <laughs> I, they haven't been there that long, so I could find it. But you give me Max Muncie or Chris Taylor or Austin Barnes, it's a tough sell. It's I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm retiring. I'm retiring. And Kike Hernandez falls into that. He group. is in that For category. Sure. Justin Turner was in that category, yeah. so I'm good. He, Kike is to the Dodgers, kind of like I think Jerickson is to the Padres. Hundred percent. Left hate. for a while, yeah. didn't do well. It's like you just got to come back. You got to come is, back, and the other teams don't like him because yeah. he's kind of you know he just belongs to another team. He's not, to another he's team. not really theirs. It's, he's ours. That's so. exactly right. You know, <laughs> it, exactly it kind of right. just made sense for him to go back to the Dodgers in the long run. But uh, yeah, all the four teams, the finalists, the four teams. He's narrowing down his choices is it going to be the Padres the Twins the Angels or the Giants and then of course it's uh it's back to the LA Dodgers uh, for Kike Hernandez yesterday so uh we'll get to see him a bunch of times in the NL West this season as usual as usual yeah that's exactly right unless maybe he doesn't even make the team because they are so loaded yeah the Dodgers just put out uh Put out their lineup. So you want to hear this lineup? This uh, is, it's supposed to have Otani in it is what is, I've heard this, today this is, to make his is, debut. This feels eerily familiar uh, as to when, when we were, you know, going through our, our optimal lineups <laughs> last year. But uh, they're rolling out today. Betts, Otani, Freeman, Will Smith, Muncie, Teoscar Hernandez, Jason Hayward, Rojas, and Jose Ramos, who I don't know, uh, is a center fielder for them. But, yeah, that's I'd say that's fairly substantial. Yeah, probably Lux is uh, – over Rojas at shortstop if you were really constructing an opening day lineup, but maybe not. I don't. 
That definitely, <coughs> other than the, the ninth spot, seems like a potential potential lineup that you could see in Korea for the first uh, couple of games of the season. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's going to be tough to navigate, man, certainly. Um, and, and I saw Yoshinabu Yamamoto is supposed to pitch tomorrow for the first time in a Cactus League game. Uh, the expectation is he will throw one of those two games against the Padres in Korea. Uh, Tyler Glass now is going to show uh, throw the other one. Yep. And for the Padres, probably going to be Musgrove and Darvish. So if they line it up, you you could get the uh, Yamamoto-Darvish maybe matchup in game two of the season in Korea, which I think would be very exciting for Major League Baseball to have that showcase uh, for the two players at the same time. We'll see if Dave Roberts and Mike Schilt play ball with how they set up their they're two starters for those two games. Brandon just brought back a very bad memory in the uh, chat. He said, well, we tried Trace Thompson when he was a former oh. Dodger. He left here, went back there, and then he was great. And, uh, yeah, that was another one, man. <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't think that there's a fit. I think they're too close, and as much as they don't want to admit, they, they don't like each other. Um, and, you know, the fan bases certainly don't like each other. I think let's just keep a, ch- a separation of church and state there between those two teams all right uh, it is breakfast time here at the peoria sports complex get some people uh eating their breakfast let's take a little time out here at eight uh seven twelve on the west coast okay eight twelve here in arizona and uh see who we've got dropping by again joe musgrove michael king scheduled to appear on the program today we're going until 10 a.m do not go anywhere more ben and woods on the way after a check of traffic here on 97.3 the fan we'll be right back For everyone tuning in for Don't Do This right now, we'll get to it at some point, but we want to keep everything uh, open here at the Peoria Sports Complex. I know they're uh, mingling around inside the clubhouse now looking for other guests to bring out, so we want to just kind of, we don't have anyone at the moment. you got to be flexible. But we gotta, Yeah, we want to be flexible here. Uh, I, You know, you love your, your little, your radio bits, you know, challenges, things that you your little find bits. entertaining, little bits. It's, it's so condescending. <laughs> You've been very condescending. <laughs> Sorry. You know you love your little. Uh, you know what? I, I've on, got a challenge on. for you. Hold on, I think let me go to the. Do. Let me. I got something for you. No, you like I, your little bits. I've got, like I've little got a bits. challenge for you. Uncle, but hang on. Go ahead. Is there any chance we can get you to stay up and watch the Aztecs game tonight, start to finish? What time is it on? Nine p.m. Here? Here? No. Nine to eleven. Can we keep Woods awake long enough no, to no watch chance. San Diego State against San Jose State tonight? Bleary eyed. We'll there's... keep a camera on you to see if you uh-uh. nod off at any point uh-uh. during the two hours. No. Try to keep you awake. There's no chance. Zero chance. Yeah. It probably is nine. Not nine. Yeah. Nine Mountain, eight Pacific tonight at Viejas Arena. Uh, the Aztecs were uh, ranked in the top 20 again yesterday, only dropped one spot despite the loss to Utah State last week. They are number 20 in the country, and quite frankly, if everything goes as you would hope, you won't need to stay up for the end of this game. This is one where the Aztecs are heavily favored to win. What's the line on this one? Um, it was Paul, 13 and a half the last That game. was a road game. This that is a home a game, game, so it should game. be, I would say it's probably around 20 uh, for the line tonight against San Jose State. Now, that being said, it was a three-point game on the road earlier this season when they played the Spartans uh, up in San Jose. So it's not like they don't have good players and a decent team. Oh, 
Yeah, I've got uh, San Diego State minus 21 and a half. 21 and a half tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what is the point of staying up for this game? This There's is, no point. This is, well, Zero. this is clearly one you cannot lose, and it's one that, that Brian Dutcher has not lost. So this is the yeah, fourth. Wood stays up late. That means he put money on it. So not only can they not lose, well, then they you have, have to, to watch, win yeah, by then 22. You're watching, it's, when it's a 22-point game with one minute to go and the walk-ons are on, you're going to be – You'd be a little nervous. You at that guys point. act like that. I don't place bets all the time. They go right to the bet. I wait. Did I win? Did I lose? It's like Christmas morning when you wake up. But it's been one of the great strengths uh, under Brian Dutcher. This is the fourth year that they have done the net metric, where you have the quad one, two, three, and four games. This would be a quad four game. You're playing at home against a team ranked in the two hundreds. The Aztecs have never lost a quad three or a quad four game. In the four years that they've done that, I think the only other two teams are like Baylor and Texas Tech that have not lost. They'd like no bad losses yeah. is a mantra for Brian Dutcher. Yeah. And, you know, he will tell his players, like, the worst thing you could ever do is lose a game like this. So sure. they will prepare like it's the NCAA championship game tonight to take on San Jose State to try to make sure you don't slip up and do something that can really hurt your seeding or, even worse, cost your team a spot in the NCAA tournament. You don't. You don't lose a spot in the NCAA tournament when you lose on the road at Utah State. It yeah. doesn't even hurt you in the right. metrics when you do that. You lose a game like this at home, it can oh. be devastating. You need to drop like a stone from a four seed to like a seven or an eight seed. All of a sudden, you're taking on a number one seed in the second round. It can be brutal. Uh, so this is a dangerous game for the Aztecs. Obviously one they should win. They should win easily. It shouldn't even really be a contest in the second half. But all of a sudden, you know, another team is hot shooting. The Aztecs shoot cold. And these games get a little more nervous and closer than you expect sometimes. You know, and, and, and I, I would say uh, to you that you shouldn't stay up for it either. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, you know, I mean, you're out here. You, you, you do have to I work was, tonight, uh, I was, Yeah, I do work tonight. I was up a little after 11 last night. I, I would have I made it. I was getting pretty tired at the end of the night. It was a long day yesterday. Yesterday was a long day day being outside just tends to be more tiring than walking being inside. a lot we yeah. walked a lot too yeah yeah we're all not over in, the place i had to set up my tv paul does so much of the work here he must be exhausted just because yeah. there's all the equipment but i had to do my setting up of my tv equipment yeah. tripod and all the stuff and even though i'm just using basically my phone as my camera setup still there's lights and everything that i had to do so i found myself pretty exhausted at the end of the night last how night. are your beds in the airbnb it was fine. Um, surprisingly better than I thought. Same. When I first saw it and, and, and sat on it, it felt like a really cheap piece of crap. Yeah. And then I laid down and I go, not bad. Got snuggled in pretty good. I, now, I turned the uh, air conditioning down to 69. It was a little chilly. It I, was a I bit... sleep on top of the covers and I was starting you, to wait get. Wait a minute. You do? Yeah, most of the time. Hold I did on, not hold get on, hold I did not get under the covers. I just sleep right on top. Here's a new this is a new <laughs> I don't like to be hot. All right, hang night. on, hang on. What? You do this at home? Most of the summer, yeah, at least. So you, you know, well, you, know. you also aren't a big fan of turning on your air conditioning because it costs money. Right. <laughs> so we know keep that. Keep the window open in the summer at night. And... So you go in and you just lay down on top of your bed. Correct. Al- always. Yeah. You're joking. No. You don't get under the covers? Rarely. <laughs> That's six years like absolutely this. freezing. That's not a weird thing. A lot of people sleep on top of the covers. I would venture to say that 1% of people sleep on top of on top of the comforter too. Yeah. Everything. All the way on top. So you don't even need sheets, a top sheet and a comforter. Not really, no. 
if you were a single bachelor, there would, would be you have a mattress? Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, you want you want to be soft and comfortable okay. with what you're laying right. on top of. Well, they of, have the fart, the fart cover that you put on. Well, yeah, it's got the that. thick pad. Yeah, I hate that. They just get rid of that. And then put and the, then... the elastic sheet on, and you're good. That's all you need. Yeah. And a pillow. Yeah. You're joking. Well, you're I, you're I doing could, a bit. I could do that. I now I do like uh, to have an extra pillow sometimes between your between legs. Between my legs, I like so that. my legs don't touch. I don't like my knees and get rubbing them over, together. Overheated at night. Well, you get really hot when you sleep. <laughs> I do. I'm a warm sleeper generally. I did. You, I I'd never heard this. No. Six years later, I find that he walks into a hotel bed and just plops down on it and falls asleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I and pull you off the bedspread, obviously, but yeah. Well, you pull off the bedspread. Yeah, and then and just, leave that at the yeah. bottom. Yeah, and the then lay on the, and then just lay on whatever's left. And you think that a lot of Blankets people do that? Or sheets? <laughs> yes. You think a lot of people do that? I think a lot of people. Polly, do that. will you put a poll out on Bedenwood's X Twitter? Because I can promise you this, I would say I'd venture to say ninety-eight percent of people. Get at least under the sheet. Ninety-eight percent. What does that do, though? The sheet doesn't feel good on you, does it? I, I don't. I don't really feel that way. So it was. It was chilly last night. I actually had to get up and turn it up again. That ain't the you know one thing you can say about the Airbnb. The AC works really I, well. I will say at around three a.m. I woke up thinking. Do I need to get under this cover for the first time? Why is it so cold in here? It wasn't that cold in and Arizona. You turned down the air. That's why it was kind of chilly. And you did get under the covers. I did not. I stayed on is top it of a, the covers. Is it a it's, a? it's a heat thing? It's not a germs thing? I mean, I think the secondary benefit of when you're in an Airbnb and not getting under the covers is like, I don't know what's under there, so I, I'm, I know I'm safe on top of the bed. I did it. Well, I've done it. You know, you do it in college when you pass out somewhere, but... I did. It was a, I had a road trip from uh, Dallas to Chicago, and I drove as far as humanly possible before I was about to die of exhaustion. And it, I found this. I mean, it was a. It was like the hotels in Gila Bend. It was a roach motel, dude. It was, it By was, the way, those are the scariest looking hotels I think I've ever seen in if Gila Bend, Arizona. If you're running from the law, just go stay I mean, in that one of space those. Space Age Motel is it's, a little interesting, but the other ones are it's all horrific. frightening. But I, I remember pulling in, and I physically could not have driven another mile. <laughs> not one more mile, I was going to die. And it was like southern Indiana. And I went, all right, I'll stay here. And I slept on top of the cover, sober, uh, on top of the covers, and it was still, like, the worst experience <laughs> of my life. I wanted to get under that. I like to get snuggled in, like a bug in a rug. I feel like it's been a long time. I mean, we did it the other night, but since you didn't have, a, like, a planned destination, like a reservation at a hotel that you just drive and you see somewhere and you pull off on the side of the road and then it's, that's, stay at a hotel. It, that's been a long now, time. Now I feel yeah. weird, like, if I'm not checking out the ratings on Yelp yeah. or going to, like, you know, travelocity to make a reservation or something well, like that. <laughs> this sweet angel, when we checked out the other morning uh, of the Hampton Inn, uh, when we went down, Paul, you had, hadn't gotten down there yet, but we were getting our breakfast, and he goes, "Do we need to? Do we need to go check out?" And I said, "No, it's not 1988 <laughs> anymore. You don't have to go down and you have to put your plastic keys checking in out, the little please. jar. You just leave. That's the beauty of the hotel. Now you just leave. I, I, How I, will they know you're gone though? Because you have to be out. 
You have to be out, but that doesn't mean everyone always is out. Well, Some people ex- extend me. their stay, you know, longer no, they, than they are supposed to. They send the crew, and the crew goes and knocks and, knocks and, and does the but whole thing. But I would want to see, if I had a crew, I'd want to know, hey, if there's people out at 7 a.m., they can get, get in started at 8. They don't have to wait until noon in every single room wondering well, if they're gone or not. I think the old school people like yourself still will go out and check out. I'm leaving. I'll see you later. See you <laughs> until next time. <laughs> and then, and then. Will you miss me? <laughs> see you next time. Thanks for uh, overpricing uh, this hotel during spring training hours. But uh, and then, yeah, maybe they send the crew then. But no, you can just you can just walk out of any hotel now, any hotel, Vegas, Paris. It doesn't matter. You just leave. I get that they won't just keep charging Correct. you for nights. If you I think they would look at you weird you nowadays. Out. I think so, it's weird too. Like you really right, waited in line my for two this room keys. Yeah, and, you need to uh, check out. We assume they're like here for the next three weeks. Okay, so thanks we for telling us. Card. Thanks for telling us, buddy. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed your stay. Uh, thanks for this, weirdo. I got worn out. Uh, I always use the TV remote. Sometimes you can check out on the TV. That's true. You can in the room at a lot of hotels. So I got worn out yesterday on a thread. Adam Adam tweeted something about. Um, I guess an Airbnb isn't that easy to find, right? He's getting his little dig in, as he normally does. But some guy wrote, make sure to thank Ben and Woods for contributing to the problem of Airbnb. Because some people have an issue with people that own homes and rent them out, landlords and things like that, Airbnb. Some people are vehemently against. Well, there are bad Airbnb guests who are not, like, respectful neighbors. Right. Loud, late at night, Correct. and you're and in a neighborhood. That's, it brings you property know, values. Whatever. Yeah. whatever. I think it's more the fact that people have an empty home for 50 weeks out of the year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's a problem, like, really, too. Like, you know, yeah. Just let somebody else live in that home. Drives up use rent it. prices yeah, and it, such. But then, you know, you know so I, I wrote the guy back, and I was nice. I said, well, okay, so if we come out here on, on a spring training trip, and, you know, people are, Airbnb is now not fashionable or, or not appropriate to do but we go over to the hampton inn who's normally 150 dollars a night but at spring training they charge 300 dollars a night aren't we then contributing to that oh price gouge everybody that's a good idea i said maybe next year we'll just bring tents and we'll just camp out <laughs> here in peoria we'll sleep in the car and uh you know come in and do I, what are we supposed to do at this point if we can't stay in an airbnb we don't want to support the the price gouging capitalists uh hilton what are we supposed to do rent an rv i'm all ears i'm all ears get an rv for next time i I, you know you can't make everybody happy all the time certainly but uh you know listen you know us we will certainly try to do it what's up buddy all right, uh, bottom we'll of the hour. Us later? Let's take a time right. out. I think the clubhouse is opening up, so we will uh, see if we About can 10 minutes pull out now. a couple of these players here when we come back. Um, ben and Woods live from Padre Spring Training in Peoria, Arizona, returning next year on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. I, I learned a new word uh, just now, Jeff, in the chat said that uh, some somebody at work called him a cryptid one time, and he said, I was the only person that had ever been called a cryptid. He goes, Ben is the cryptid of Odyssey. And I said, all right, what is a cryptid? Because I like, I like words, and I like to go look up definitions. A cryptid is a creature that is found in stories and that some people believe exists or say they have seen, but has never been proven to exist. You are my cryptid, and after six years... You can still surprise me. We're like a married couple, and we're together, and you say, you know, after all these years, 
You can still surprise me. You have very smooth arms. Very soft skin. Thank you. Uh, like the Loch Ness Monster yeah, like or Sasquatch or a unicorn. <laughs> I like yes. to think I'm a unicorn. Well, and you know, when you think about not only some of your your idiosyncrasies, idiosyncrasies, how, did I, how do you say it? Idiosyncrasies. Yeah. Idiosyncrasies. You got it. Yeah. Um, of like how you work a lot, how you don't require a lot of rest, your schedule. You don't you don't drink like Red Bull to get through. You know what I mean? Like that's a bit. You're a bit of a unicorn to me. And After I all sleep these years, on top of the you covers. sleep on top of the covers, which is one of the. You got a couple people in the chat though. That said no, it's fine. A couple people are on top of the covers, sleepers too. A couple fellow cryptid serial killers. Yeah. Just walk you right in and just plop down. I don't really like it. It's not simply about not wanting to turn the air conditioning on because of expense. I don't like air blowing on me yeah. when I'm sleeping. Yeah, I felt it last night, yeah. and it was very, very chilly. It was very chilly. But, so, yeah, you're, you're a bit of a you know, And I don't want to be hot also, so it's kind of a, a delicate balance to try to find the right sleep temperature every single night. For sure. All right, let's uh, check traffic. The clubhouse is opening up, so Polly's going to head in. Uh, see who we can uh, pull out here for this segment. We'll do that after a check at Shakira 97.3 The Fam. So the last uh, few times we've come to spring training, we have come out very early, usually right around when the full squad reports, before the games have all started. And we came out a little bit later this year, uh, and obviously the games have been underway. So it was nice to actually go over to the stadium and and see some Cactus League action yesterday. I hadn't been in there in a while. Uh, get to see, uh, you got to see Don Orsillo. He was very apologetic that he could not join us yesterday. Yeah, I saw him. Uh, I popped into the, the TV area and said hello to Don, and he looks fantastic, and he's just as syrupy and, and beautiful as he always is. And he said, guys, I am so sorry. And I said, well, we made the joke on the air that we're going to have to tape you to the chair and he started dying laughing because I, I i promise you it was not personal mlb was wearing him out yesterday so he has a lot to do and he, we forget you know we think we are the center of the universe we're not they uh, he has another job and 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 things to do but um he did tell me to tell all of the the audience and the tier ones uh hello and that uh, he will join us this year at some point we will have another opportunity to go over to the uh, peoria sports complex stadium this afternoon padres play the kansas city royals uh do we remember who's pitching for the padres today do we know <laughs> I, I think I michael walker the former padre oh, is getting a, was... a start for the kansas city royals today and then on uh this side i don't remember who was pitching for the remember. padres today i'm sure Mike Schilt probably went through some of the pitching probables uh, for the game, at least a couple of the guys. But So we saw Joe and uh, Michael King yesterday. Uh, you Darvish, is he going to pitch? T- I think you Darvish is pitching today. Is it you today? I believe oh, he's be going to get on the, on the mound possibly uh, for the first time in a real Cactus League game. He's been on the, the backfields and in the, in the bullpen so far working on stuff. But yeah, I believe, Darvish today. I believe yep. we get to see you Darvish today uh, for the uh, first time this season in spring training awesome. show and there's a lot of uh, familiar faces on the kansas city royals i doubt we'll see all the pitchers but seth lugo is there um walk is there walk is there did they sign a where did nick martinez go he went to the reds he went to the reds yep. that's right he's with the cincinnati reds uh, who's our team on our tier one tour today yes. so we'll hit that a little bit later uh paulie says that jerks and profar might be coming out here oh oh michael God. king oh is going to be coming oh out at the top of the hour in about 15 20 minutes so uh we should have a couple of guests coming by. You're nervous about Jerickson. Are you going to ask Jerickson is so nice. He's the nicest guy. Why he... would we have any reason 
to possibly be nervous about an interview with the always smiling, always friendly Jerickson Profar Woods. We noticed at some point a couple of years ago that uh, me, you, and Paul were all blocked on Twitter by Jerickson Profar. Even me. And I had I went back and searched my tweets. I'd never even said anything like, "Oh, you got to have you got to come up with that one, pro." Right? Nothing. Like, "Oh, you can't get picked off there, pro." Nothing. Not one negative thing. I, I've always been a Jerickson Profar fan. So I was a bit surprised. Even you got blocked. Even I got blocked. I was surprised by that. Now, um, we don't know that he runs his social True. media accounts. Could be someone else. Could oh be someone God. with uh, an axe to grind. Not sure, but he is uh, walking this way. So You're joking. No, I'm not joking at all. He is, uh, he is on the way and will be here within the next, I don't know, 10 seconds or so. Uh, but looking forward to this conversation. It's been a while in the making. He uh, he disappeared for a little bit last season with the Colorado Rockies, but he was back at the end of the year. He has returned to the San Diego Padres once again, and it just doesn't feel like the San Diego Padres anymore unless Jerickson Profar is in the house, and he joins us right now on Ben and Woods here on 97.3. The fan, Jerickson, good morning, smiling morning, as usual. Morning. Always a big Yeah, smile. always smiling. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's good to have you, man. Welcome. Thank you. First Thank of all, you. welcome back to the uh, welcome back to the Padres. How was the uh, the process of, of getting back here uh, with the team this year? How did that go? Um, it went well, but at the end with the with the visa thing, yeah, you know, I got I, I got here a little a little late. But you but were, it, it was just good. go with American Express next time. <laughs> you, you, you were playing. You I know, was playing. You were playing. I was playing. Yeah. So that that was that was the. That that was the good thing, you know. I played, I play a lot this this off season, and I play till till February, so everything feels good. Good man, I'm ready it, to go. Good, good to see a lot of the the friendly faces uh, back in there. I know you were yes. uh, probably enjoying uh, watching Fernando Tatis Jr. play right field last year and and winning a yeah. uh, winning a platinum, platinum glove. Yeah, yes. <laughs> has he uh, has he rubbed that in at all yet? Is he? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't, no, I don't think so. He's too nice. He's, yeah, he's humble. He's very humble. That's awesome. <laughs> so, Jerickson, I wanted to ask you because uh, you signed really late last season with the Rockies, and you yes. signed kind of late this year. And there's a lot of free agents who are still not signed this year. Uh, guys like Blake Snell, who have not found a team yet. Matt Chapman. Uh, Cody Bellinger just signed. Is that hard to wait all off season and not know where you're going to play the it's next the year? Worst. It, it is hard. The yeah, worst. that's what I thought. We were the speculating that it was the worst. Yes. And, and last year I didn't even have a spring training. I went right into the season, and I didn't even play like I played this off season. I didn't. I didn't do any anything. Just work out and waiting and waiting and waiting. And it, it, it was terrible. Yeah, it, it, uh, we, we talk about it all the time on the show. Now, obviously, we've never been through that. We don't know what it's like. But we always say that's got to be a terrible feeling. Texting your agent, anything, right. anything at all. Like, what are we going to do? Really Where bad. am I going? Really bad. Yeah. Really bad. And, and so when you got to Colorado, um, you know, it, like you said, you didn't have a spring training. So you mm-hmm. kind of felt like you were behind already. How did the, the season, you know, play out for you? Were you, were you happy? Were you not happy? How, how did that go? <laughs> I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> Everything was fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It was fine. Well, fine. let's just say everything was, uh, everything was fine. You're glad to be back. I'm glad to, really glad to be back. And, and you, you, could, you could have seen it when I when I when I came back last year. Yep. You know. Yeah. And 
you know, I, 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 I played pretty good when I when I came back. Yeah, and the team you played know, really was, well uh, when you came back yes. as well. Was it? Did you find it hard coming back? Um, you know, it's a business decision. Everybody's got to make the the decisions that that's right for their family at the time. Um, I bet it was really hard to leave, though. Yes, it was. It was. I, I I wanted to come back, but like you said, it's 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 a business and things things didn't didn't go yeah. didn't go my way. You know, you got a fresh start now. Yeah, so that's good. Yes, that's yes, good. Yes. I, and I would imagine, obviously, they they need you right now yeah. with Juan Soto and Trent Grisham both gone. There's a lot of uh, opportunity in the Padres outfield right now. So is, is that part of the appeal is coming back, knowing that this is a place where you yes. can really be needed and get sure. some playing time? Sure, yeah. sure. And you know, hopefully we can we can we can go back to our to our winning ways and the way that that we 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 played the last you know couple years, except 21. I think that you know we didn't we didn't make the playoffs. You know, it's funny, man, because I. I I've watched you play for a long, long time, and you're such a, a happy guy. Um, but you also have a lot of fire in you too, and you also like you'll get after it uh, on the baseball field. And I do feel like that was something that this team was missing um, last year when you were gone. Uh, the ability to maybe get in somebody's head, maybe maybe say no, no, we're, you're not going to push us around a little bit. And I feel like you bring some of that to the table. Is that a part of your game that that's always been there? Um, like the yes. kind of chippy and chirpy. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yes, yes. I'm I, I'm an emotional guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so I I play with 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 a lot of emotions, and also being myself, like you know, a happy guy. You yeah, know, yeah. Like I I blend those together. You uh, always... I really want to I want to win when I step on the field. Jerks so I'm going to give everything. Pro for us with this, and a lot of people said he's a great clubhouse guy. Uh, speaks multiple languages, can relate with a lot of players. Is that something you have to like try to do, or does that come naturally for you? Like people oh, just natural. gravitate. It's just natural. He's natural. dynamic. Yeah. Just, he's just dynamic. Yeah. Yes, I just. That's who I am. You know. It's, have they have they told you at all? Talking to Jerks and Profar here on Ben and Woods this morning. Have they told you at all what to expect playing time wise? And at this point in your career, you know, I know you want to be on the field. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that. Every player that's in that locker room wants to be on the field mm-hmm. as much as they can. Um, are you comfortable playing wherever they need you, whenever they need you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, team guy. Just yeah. Yeah. Always, always a team guy. But I'm gonna give everything to 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 play every day you know i'm just gonna bring it every day to be to be on the field sure you know you you play good you're gonna play yeah you now know? i i read somewhere um growing up in the in the caribbean uh not on the same island as xander but you guys are about the same age you you competed against him you've known him for a long time a long time yes nine years old really nine years old yes and what was he like every back year then? we play against each other yeah was he always? You always could tell he was going to be like a star. Sure. Yes. <laughs> so he always same guy yeah. till today. Yes. So he's uh, he's making a position change. You've played multiple positions uh, mm-hmm. at the big league level. You played some second base. Mm-hmm. You give him tips. Does he ask you for tips? I know he's got a lot of coaches in his ear right now about what no, to do. No, I think what not he's, to do. he's going to be he's going to be fine. You know, he's yep. he's, he's a ball player. Yeah. You know, 100%. he always been. One of my favorite experiences as a sportscaster, I've gotten to go four times to the Little League World Series. You got to play in the Little League World Series. What, what was that like for you as a kid, getting a taste of kind of the, the big time as a 12-year-old? 
the best. The yeah. best. And he he missed it because we beat him. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get to go. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> so both times that I went, we beat him. That Curacao over Aruba. Over you, had to, Aruba. you had to beat him to get and to one the... year he 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 played for Bonaire too. There's another island. Okay. By by us in the in the, in the Caribbean over there. And you beat and they, them. They, yeah, they, he went. He went and played there for Bonaire. Him and his brother. Yeah. His brother was really good too. Yeah. He has a twin brother. Yep. Exactly the same. A little, a little bigger, more power. Yeah. But they were so good. And you got a brother oh, still who beat went him. there too, right? At the yeah, World two, Series. Two, yeah. Two, brothers. two brothers. Yeah. Yes. That's amazing. All right, Benny, elephant right, in the room. I got to got to ask because we are big fans. Now I don't know how much time you spend on social media, uh, Twitter X, they call it now, but we were noticing that you you blocked all of us on Twitter. We can't see your tweets. Did we do something? Are we? Do you remember this? Can we be I, I don't remember, man. Just, Do you have someone running that account for you? If you say negativity, like, you ben, blocked. We didn't. Ben Woods. We didn't say anything about Negati- you, man. Uh, negative and negativity. No, we're very positive Come people. On. We're very positive right. people. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> in the spirit of, of making peace, we brought you yeah. your very shirt, own yeah. Benedict oh, shirt. Nice. So if you would be nice. so kind to unblock us, we would be very grateful. And we will never we will never be negative again, ever. I promise. Okay? And we don't need negativity. Never. Like, never. I like during the, the season. We I mean, only need positivity so, so we can win. Fans need to understand. Okay. Positive only. Hey, Padre fan. Positivity. Positivity. Yes. And you guys feed off. We of need them. you guys. They, they, yes. they, 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 the fans the last couple of years, man, it's been, Petco has been incredible. Yes. Um, yes. And, and they, as much as you guys want to win, I think they want it too. I know, you know I that, know. That, that, feed, we feed off of it. 100%. You know? We want to bring a championship to, to San Diego. I think they really deserve it. 100%. So we have to, we have to give everything as a team to, to do it. You know, that's awesome. It's awesome to hear, man. And, and you know, I think um, it, it, it does. It, it It's a long season. 162 mm-hmm. games is yes. a long, long season. Yes. You can't live and die with each uh, victory and loss. Last year was such a weird year for mm-hmm. the, the fan base, for the players. It was weird. Fresh start this year. Good group of guys. New skipper. Uh, yeah. What was your has, has your experience been with the, the new manager, Mike Show? Very good. Very yeah. good. I think he, he, he was there a little bit in, 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 in 22. Yep. And then last year when I came back too, he he was there and he's he's a great manager. You know, always um, positivity, like I said. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you know what? What too? He hey, he loves to win. He will do everything to win a ball game. So that's that's what we need. You well, know? I like this. This is this is how you do. This is how you resolve conflict. I mean, there's there's one thing. You know, we can be positive. It's like a requirement, though. He is he, everything pinnacle he of positivity is to win a baseball game and every he day. He will not abide any negativity, and I'm okay with that, Jerickson. We really appreciate it. It's nice to get to talk to you in person. You mind signing our. Uh, our bat for our listeners here. We're collecting everybody who oh, stops on by, get an, get an autograph and a signature. But uh, looking forward to having Jurickson back this season. Padres just play better when he's it, when it, he's there. I mean, there's no question about it's it. It's science. It's statistically proven. Statistically. They play better 100%. when Jurickson is here. That's exactly right, man. plays better when he's here. That's so exactly it right. works out for both uh, both parties. Thank you very much, Jurickson. Really you, appreciate thank it. You Thanks so much, It's man. Uh, Ben Higgins, Stephen Woods. You just you pl- go yeah. on X and you can just hit the unblock and we will be back. <laughs> Back in with you good here in the future. So, uh, Jerks and Profar.
Padres uh, outfielder here with us on Bennett Woods Live from Padres uh, spring training in Peoria. Where's your heart? Where you feel your heart? I'm good. I'm good. I was calm. He's. I mean, he's so he's nice. He's so nice, how, dude. I mean, he's I, so nice. I like that he. You know, he preaches positivity, yeah. and he like actually like lives with it. He does well, not want to. He does not want to see negative. He does not want to live negative. He wants to live on the positive spectrum, and I think that's probably the best way to go. If you're a professional athlete, you have to. You can't really dwell you on cannot. the negativity because there's always going to be criticism, yeah. even of the best player. You know, Otani's going to get criticism today. He's going to strike out yeah. one of his at bats with the Dodgers, and all of a sudden, what do we spend this what money else? for? Seventy million. What's the what's the seven hundred million dollars? What's all that for? I mean. They get it constantly, and why wouldn't you try to get away from it if you if you couldn't? You know, you don't want to see that sort of thing. Yeah. My heart was racing. That was so cool. And, you know, no, holy. But it's it's funny. It is funny because you see him in that smile, and but then you see him on the field. I mean, remember him and Kershaw. And Kershaw, yeah. oh, Kershaw yeah. turned and jawed him. He goes, "Just shut the f up." And I'm like, "You're the best. You're the absolute <laughs> best." And uh, you know, like I said, frankly. I think this team's been missing some of that. I really do. And I think you get him back in the mix and, and he's the guy the other team's like, Man, I don't want to hear you know, I don't want to hear from him. Yeah, it's um, it's not that other players don't have that in them, but someone sometimes has to be, you gotta be the guy. The one who kind of lets everybody else unleash it as well. Yeah. I, I think Jurickson has been that guy uh, for the Padres every once in a while. You know, he may not be the face of the franchise sure. though. He's certainly not. But he allows the other guys maybe to step forward and be a little more, um, you know. Uh, he's a leader, to take, yeah, yeah, he is like definitely a leader. A leader 100%. But, yeah, there's a difference between being like a face and a leader. And he's clearly a leader, a little more behind the scenes, but definitely a leader in this, this San Diego Padres clubhouse. It's a great, sure. great interview. I love, you know, I, I love the, the, the desire and passion to win for San Diego. Too. And I believe uh, Michael King's supposed to be coming by here. Yeah, he is a doing bit. a uh, interview with Jesse Agler right now. Ooh, he's doing a walk and talk. Right. Talk. Jesse's warming him up for here. us. And then, uh, he'll How do we over follow here. Jesse Agler's know, questions? Be tough. Well, no one's heard them yet. We'll get By the time Jesse Ooh, posts it, we'll get on first. No worries there. We can just steal everything. All those questions and everything will be absolutely great. So we'll come back. Two more hours of Bennett Woods live from Padre Spring Training in Peoria. Do not go anywhere. Uh, More still to come. Lots more to come on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. We'll be right back. So far, we've 
We had a peace brokering with uh, Jerks and Profar. Yeah. We talked to Stephen Wilson, Kyle Higashioka, and now uh, joined by Pottery starting pitcher Michael King. Welcome to the Benham Woods program. Good to have you. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, it's, it's our great. pleasure, man. Now, we have to, we're a little bit nervous because we had... We know you just did a walk and talk with Jesse Agler. Yep. He is a professional. He's so good. We he are not. So smooth. Yeah. But the good thing is, is we don't know what he asked you, and the audience doesn't know what he asked you because he hasn't posted it yet. That's a good point. So you let us know after who did better, okay. us or Jesse, okay. who made you feel more comfortable. Okay. All, All right. right. I'll, I'll let you know. All right. Good. Uh, speaking of feeling comfortable, uh, first time Cactus League with the Padres yesterday. How did you feel in uh, your outing yesterday against the Guardians? Yeah, it felt good. I. Uh... Worked well with Campy. Um, I feel like we were just able to get ahead of the count, so it makes it a much easier game when you're 0-1 on everybody. Um, and I felt like we were on the same page for, for the most part, uh, executed both sides of the plate, so I felt really good. So it's going to be interesting for you. We were talking off the air about the ball will fly here a little bit, jumps off the bat, the, you know, you're going to love San Diego. <laughs> you're going to love San Diego, man. The marine layer especially. You, you, uh, you keep the ball down in San Diego, you're going to have great, great success because, uh, you know, go ask Manny and Tani and Xander how hard they have to hit it to get it out in April, May, and sometimes June uh, in, in San Diego. So just know that going in. You're going to have a great first three months. Looking forward to it, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely that, that dry, thin air the ball carries here a little bit. So I, I'm trying to keep the ball on the ground as much as I can. Here. For sure. And you got a really good defense behind you That's as true. well. So um, it, it, it's fun. And I know, you know, listen, there's there's a lot of adjustments that have to be made when you join a new organization. Uh, you got to meet all the new players. you got to come to a new spring training facility. How's it gone for you so far? Honestly, I, I think it's been a much easier transition because of the pitching camp that we did in, June, in January. Um, I know Musgrove put it on, so I'm super appreciative of him. Not only just to meet a couple of the pitchers, but the staff, too. And I didn't have to come in and learn 200 people's names. Yeah. You know, I, I had a good week to really get to get to know all these guys. And um, it's been a much easier transition because I, I didn't come into a spring training complex not knowing where I am and, and who I'm with. Sure. I, had, I knew exactly who I was with and just had to kind of learn the ropes here. Give me your impressions of Joe. Uh, yeah, he's an icon in San Diego. No, no, Joe. No, no, from, Joe. From, from San Diego through the first no-hitter. I mean, I was it's a, a Padres fan growing up. It's like, am I ever going to see a no-hitter in my lifetime? I've cheered for this team for 48 years. <laughs> and I was like, was it ever going to happen? And Joe finally did it. And he's such he's such a good dude, good in the community. I think it would be hard to pitch in your hometown the way he does. What have your been impressions of Joe so far? Yeah, he's incredible. Uh, extremely hard worker. Um he almost makes me feel like I'm not doing enough. I feel like I do a lot. So um, he's, he, I don't know if I've beaten him to the field yet this this spring. Uh, he's here all the time. And then just talking to him baseball-wise, he's such a student of the game. And it's, it's great for me because I had my nine starts last year, but I'm still learning as a starting pitcher. And now I got a guy like Joe that can actually teach me about his routine, his bullpen routine, uh, how he's attacking hitters, what he sees in different swings, why to – do something in a second or third time through, and it's something that's like absolutely invaluable to me. When you're, we're talking to Michael King here on Ben and Woods this morning. You know, you, you're talking about um, trying to glean information from the guys that you're you're pitching with. But when you go on the mound, how hard is it to? Are you a thinker out there? Are you constantly going? All right, he, this guy's on deck, and I know that this is what I threw him the last. Like, or are you just sign, go, execute? I'm definitely a thinker. Are you? Um, I also think that that helps me not be nervous when I'm out there. Sure. And I always said, if you're prepared, you're not going to be nervous. Good and point. So if I knew the scouting report through and through and a guy gets up there, I'm just thinking about the scouting report and knowing that I've seen video on how to get this guy out, how to get this guy swing and miss, how to get this guy to ground out so many times. And so now it's just confidence when I'm on the mound and all i got to do is execute. Um, so I definitely 
would like to have more information than possible. Uh, I know some guys are like, I don't want to think out there. That, that gets me away from being competitive. Um, but I was taught at a young age that, like, if you didn't study for the test, you're, you're, you're going to fail the test. Fair so, enough. I know um, that very well. Very, very well. You can't wing. You can't just go wing everything in your entire life. So uh, that, that definitely was a, a huge part for me, and, and I feel like that adds to my competitive nature on the mound. Uh, you had some interesting comments this week about the role of a starter and, and wanting to throw a lot of innings. Now, uh, we've seen in modern baseball, they are very careful about adding to the inning count of a pitcher from the previous year. But you've said you kind of target like 180 innings. You want to do that. What's been the kind of conversations like with uh, Ruben Niebla and, and the coaching staff about what you're going to be allowed to do this year? Well, Ruben said there's going to be no restrictions, um, but they're just going to monitor it. And and now I'm okay with that. They had Seth Lugo last year yep. go from 60 to 150 or whatever it is. And um, so I, I was appreciative. I, he said that we're going to monitor if your arm slot, arm slot starts dropping, if your velocity starts dropping. i got to be communicative about how my body's feeling. And as long as all those things are checking out, then he said you're full go. Um, I know Lugo's best month last year was in September. And so it's like a guy that has never pitched that much had his best month with all these innings on his arm. So um, I think it's great that I'm in the situation that I'm in because they just did it last year. Um, but I, I feel like there should be no restrictions. I'm going to make sure that I take care of my body and make sure that I'm, I'm healthy enough to do it. What is the uh, what is the routine between starts? I'm always fascinated uh, with position players. And, you know, we we heard hear stories about Manny. Um, you know, he hurt his ankle. He was, like, on the table for four hours a day just trying to get out on the field, man. And, and But if you're healthy, you have a – you throw six innings. What's the next day, the next day after that look like for you? A lot of guys are different. Um, I'm a day two bullpen guy. Okay. I like to throw – sometimes 50 pitches in a bullpen if I'm working on something. Um, and I don't want to do that on day three like most, I'd say, starters do just because then I'm sore on day five when I got to actually go. Yeah. So um, day one for me is it's like a bike flush, uh, get a little bit of cardio in there, uh, very light throwing and a lower body lift. Um, day two is my bullpen day with an upper body lift and a lot of shoulder care. Um, day three is a mobility day for me. Um, and then day five is really just sprints. Yeah. And so you're doing something every day to, to make sure that you're, you're still progressing. But it, I think it's a lot of trial and error throughout the beginning part of your career. Um, and I've just always had success with day two bullpen and building my routine around that. Got Michael King here with this uh, Padres pitcher on Bennett Woods. Now, uh, you come over from the Yankees organization. And you were from New York. Were you a Yankees fan growing up? So this is a this is a story. Um, so I was born in upstate New York, yeah. but um, moved when I was six months old. So I don't remember New York at all. Um, and then found myself in Rhode Island, and that was the only place that I actually remember from four years old on. And my dad's from Boston, my mom's Sox. from New York, <laughs> and so my dad raised me to be a Boston everything fan. And. In 2003, when the Red Sox played the Yankees in the ALCS, um, my dad had tickets to one of those games, got rained out, rescheduled to a ga to a day that he had to work. So he gave the tickets to my mom and told me to go. And oh. my mom's a diehard fan. Her favorite player is Mariano Rivera. The Yankees win. I now come home from that game like the Yankees Big are the best team in the world. Oh, my <laughs> oh. God. And Your I dad's just... just I remember my dad laying on the couch, and he, he – oh, this is even worse. He gave me $20 to buy a souvenir at the at, – and it was at Fenway. And I come home, and he's laying on the couch, and I just can totally – I can still picture it. And I got a Yankee hat on as I turn around the corner. And he starts stabbing himself in the <laughs> he's chest. He's like, no. He's like, are I you failed. kidding You're me? Broken my he's heart. like You're equally broken my mad heart. at my mom as he is at me. <laughs> and because I'm in that rebellious little kid state, sure. 
I loved it and wanted to be even more of a Yankee fan. So I'm a Yankee fan, but then I'm a, a, a Red Celtics Sox fan. <laughs> I know, I'm Celtics, Celtics boss, like Bruins, Patriots. So yeah, oh yeah. But it was a dream come true playing for playing in the pinstripes because from seven years old on, I was I was a Yankee. Yeah, fan. you're too young for when they broke our heart in 1998 <laughs> in the World Series. Yeah, yeah you're probably yeah. about two back then. So, but yeah. your, your dad, when you got drafted by the Yankees. I was drafted by the Marlins. Uh, Marlins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But when you went to the Yankees, and and he was a huge Yankee fan then at that point. And I'm not kidding. He was the first one of my family that's a Red Sox fan. Even friends, because I'm from Rhode Island, everybody's a Red Sox fan. Um, He was the first one to to totally jump ship. And it was my mom's line, but he kind of coined it as his. uh, Blood runs thicker than dirty water. Ah, Oh, that's really, really good. good. Yeah, Yeah, my dad went to Notre Dame. I'm a huge Notre Dame fan. I went to Boston College. Oh, yeah, already. (laughs) But, like, if my kid got picked up to go play college baseball at USC, fight on. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just how it goes. <laughs> that's like, how it is. That's how it is, man. Uh, man, we're, we're super excited to have you here. Um, so the, the – not that you're ever comfortable, right? Uh, you, you're never comfortable. You don't seem like a guy that's like, no, I'm just going to cruise and see how it goes. <laughs> um, you, it feels like, you know, you got a rotation spot locked up with the San Diego Padres. Uh, the competition's pretty fierce with the guys behind you. Um, tell us about some of your – the guys that are working – for those maybe the fourth and fifth spot, some of the guys you came over with too. There's some pretty good arms there. Great arms, yeah. I mean, uh, Brito and Vasquez are two young guys that I think have a ton of upside. I don't know if you've seen, uh, you probably saw Vasquez a couple days ago pitch. His stuff is absolutely electric. Um, once he figures out like sequences and, and learning swings and, re- and reading hitters, he's going to be an elite starter. Brito is almost already there. He he has such a good feel for his command, hit where his where his body's moving. Um, and, and it's another thing is. Like you said, you got to think on the mound a little bit. You got to know who's on deck. You got to know the, the situation. And um, like this kid out there is is already doing it. And they're both mid twenties. It's it's really it's really impressive. That's awesome. You mentioned uh, pitching with uh, Campy yesterday. You came over with a catcher. We had Kyle Gashioka on earlier. But they, he can't just be the personal catcher for all the Yankees. You've got to be able to. You've got to be able to. <laughs> but he kind of has. He caught both Brito and Vasquez. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Higgy, what are we doing here, dude? You got to meet. You got to learn everybody else. But I have not thrown to Higgy yet, okay. which is actually a good thing because I've thrown to Higgy for the last six years. Sure. So he knows me, and and I'm fine going to Campy for a little bit and trying to learn Campy. How hard is that to to have a, a new catcher back there and and getting on the same page and knowing the mannerisms and he needs to know you yeah. as well. He's got to put in the work as well. And I think it can be hard. Unless you have a catcher that's willing to learn. And I had a, it was an awesome conversation with Campy the other day. I said, in between innings, I'm going to go over basically every time I shook you off um, the next three hitters that we're about to face and how I want to attack these guys. And I said, but I, but trust me, I get it. You got another job you got to hit. I'm not going to, like, totally take away all your time. And he was like, you kidding me? I'll be all right hitting. Like, I want to have these conversations He's all like, the time. He's like, I can hit, bro. Don't worry about my hitting. I'm, you've seen me hit. I can hit. But having <laughs> a guy that's so willing to do that and, yeah, sacrifice his prep work to hit to just learn me in spring training was was awesome to hear. So I, I really can't wait to continue those conversations and and develop a great relationship with him. He, this dude, when you're done, you can you're just gonna broadcast. You go straight from <laughs> yeah, the oh thing yeah. right to just. There's certain guys that come in, they grab the mic, you're like, oh, this guy's gonna be after our jobs here in a few years, man. Not, my dad was an anchor, you know. I got oh yeah, that's right. We heard that. So <laughs> Ben, right, yeah. So Ben, we do the morning radio show, and then he does sports on TV at night. He's actually quite 
It's, he works like 18-hour days. Okay. That's no, why he doesn't golf anymore. That's right. Yeah. No human alive works mornings and nights, but he does. Uh, your dad was a was an anchorman on, on local news? Uh, yeah. So that's, I was born in upstate New York because he was bouncing around up, up there and then uh, got the head job in Minneapolis, the like 6 and 11 o'clock news in, in Minneapolis, and then got it in Providence. So he's got the, the whole background. And my mom worked as a director of communications for a high school for me, and she was in PR with Malt. So she, they oh, love the media. So oh, I, they love the media. I've Great. Been, I know been... the 6 and 11 lifestyle. I've been doing a 6 and 11 for a long time. Here last go. night from here. I get from here. out in Arizona. But there you go. Yep. It's, um, it's, it's good to have another one in the family. But, Michael, <laughs> it's a pleasure to meet you. Really appreciate it. Good luck this season. We'll be Thank you. Certainly rooting for you. We'll get on the golf course sometime and have a match. Uh, you of mind course. signing our, our bat? We're doing it for our, our listeners here. Of course. Well, you guys, are both, you guys are both five handicaps. Yeah. Um, um, could be a good match. Big, big money match. Big money match. <laughs> well, it's I Ben. Don't, he I doesn't don't. do a lot of big money. <laughs> well, anything. I mean, you know. <laughs> but Michael hasn't gotten his first big contract yet. I'm sure that's coming. <laughs> Looking forward to it. But when he does, I will not be able to compete in the big money matches. Michael, he buys his jeans at Costco. Yeah. Just that's that's a that's a real thing. And his gas, shoes, and everything else. And everything shoes, else. everything. Yeah, I'm, da- it, but. I'm, I'm a dad. Uh, you know, full Costco <laughs> lifestyle at this point. Hey. Got two boys, 20 and 18 now. So nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> not a not a deal. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you so much for your time, It's a pleasure to meet you. Wish you the best. Yeah, thank you, guys. Michael King, awesome. uh, Padres pitcher with us here on Ben and Woods. Uh, we're going to take a timeout, check traffic. We'll be right back with more live from Padres Spring Training in Peoria. Don't go anywhere. It's Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Thanks again to Michael King, a very dynamic and engaging fellow, uh, sure to become a fan favorite. Probably a Mrs. Woods favorite, if we're being honest. Sandy hip piercing blue eyes, were they? Yeah, she's not a big blue eye fan. Really? Yeah, she doesn't like the, the, the blue eyes. Who doesn't like blue eyes? My wife. That's it. I love blue eyes. My wife has blue eyes. Yeah, she's not. She, she thinks uh, men with blue eyes are psychotic. Really? Yeah, just men. What color are Jake Cronenworth's eyes? I think brown. Really? Yeah, like mine. Mine are brown. Both my kids. Yeah. Brown is the most common eye color. Now, yours are light. They have a little bit of a green to them, though. They're not it's, completely it's, brown. Mine, are, the mine are more of a darker brown. beating on my face That's right probably now. Too true as well. We're getting a little scorched here this morning. <laughs> not quite as pleasant as yesterday. Not bad. No, not bad. It's warm. It's, it's comfortable. Let's be um, honest. We needed the color. We so. forgot to ask Michael King to evaluate our performance vis-a-vis Jesse Agler's interview that he conducted a few moments before i don't know that i really wanted the answer a, to that question though so I'm afraid to know the kind answer of, kind of fine not knowing now jesse sourced some of his questions on social media yesterday yeah we don't he, do that he said hey send me some questions we do our own work exactly we don't source <laughs> questions on twitter I did, yeah i saw i saw stephen a smith does that so stephen a smith who's yeah. Multi, 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 multi-millionaire. That's the weirdest question. Well, now. he does, but what he, was this morning? What's your favorite seasoning and sauce? So, but he'll do like <laughs> so. He does his shows. He does, what does he do? He it's basically does, the topic wheel. He does a TV he does, show, yeah. right? And then he'll go like, "Hey, I'm doing a podcast tonight. Uh, send me anything you want me to talk about." I'm like, "Isn't that your job to prepare?" and plan your own podcast. It's called an AMA, and Ask Me Anything. He's essentially doing a Reddit That's bit. different than Ask Me Anything. I mean, it's like, hey, uh, what do you guys want to talk about today? Floor is yours. I mean, it's kind of our job to keep the train moving, is it not? Yeah, well, we don't always do a great job. We of don't. It, but I feel like I'll it be is honest a, with it's you. It's our responsibility to try to keep this, uh, this ship 
plowing forward. I, I take great pride in the fact that, uh, you know, listen, we'll, we'll certainly, if you have a good idea, we'll use it. But, you know, I can't imagine just tweeting out, all right, we're on tomorrow, 6 to 10. Whatever you guys want to talk about, let us know. <laughs> I do take great pride in that, Benjamin. You can listen to Sam Levitt's podcast, Inside San Diego Baseball. Sam covering everything going on with the Padres in spring training. He's already been here over two weeks, probably getting a little stir-crazy now at this point. Uh, You can find Sam Levitt's podcast at 97.3thefansd.com, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast. We saw Sammy a little bit earlier this morning. I assume he is now at work in the clubhouse. Paulie's in the clubhouse uh, looking for more guests. I know... Uh, Joe Musgrove is uh, supposed to stop by. We got about an hour and a half left here to, uh, but people are already they're already getting to work here as well. Yeah, uh, this morning got pitchers on the mound. Fritzy, look up. at Fritzy out there, hands on training, keeping the guy's hip back. I think is that Johnny Brito right there that he's working with? I think with? it is. Yeah. yeah, looks like he's working with Brito. Um, yeah, it's it's really cool to see. It's really cool to see uh, the guys out here getting their work in. There's a lot that goes into this out here, man. There is a lot that goes into this. A lot of work. I, I mean, essentially, you know, you're working individually with every single person out here. Is going to need individualized yeah. attention, and you can't, you can't really forget about anyone. I you mean, can't. even like you know, non-roster invitees who have very little chance to make the team. If you're not giving everyone the full chance and full attention, you're going to miss out on someone, and they're going to go to another organization. And you're like, we had that guy. Why, why isn't he doing this for us? Well, we didn't really. We didn't work with him enough at spring training. We didn't give him enough of a fair opportunity. You got to you got to evaluate every player out here. Give them the best opportunity to succeed, and uh, and that's what you do. Sammy, come here. Sammy, spring training. All right. Sam, Sammy is uh, he just emerged from the clubhouse. The great Sam Levitt, senior, uh, joins us here this Let's morning. Let's turn on the microphone. On, on I, got, I think you're on now. Am I? Yes, yeah, you are. You're testing, good. testing. One, two, three. Sam Levitt, senior. I uh, wanted to commend you on on uh, the way you handled. The young man yesterday that uh, that that had the imitation of, of you, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was really good. He's probably like eleven years old. It was really good considering the age. He had the cadence down, the mannerisms down, the voice. I don't know. He's a kid. You think the it voice was, was, pre- was pretty good? Pretty good. It was wow. pretty good. Enough. It's a it's enough of a of a of an homage. To make you go. He was very good, very and good. I appreciate it. No, he was great. If we see him today, if he's out here today. Oh, my God, please. We have to we have to find a way to get us both on video. The most jarring thing about that yesterday was I think, and I do want to clear up any misconceptions. <laughs> I think there were people that thought when you wrote Sam Levitt Jr. They, and they heard the impression that. It actually was your son. It's my child. No. Yeah. I do not have any children. No children. That is not my child. No children well, that you so know. So any misconceptions out there. You can offer uh, a youth something that the two of us cannot, and that is TikTok viral ability. Correct. That, you know, you could possibly put him on TikTok, and he can become the same kind Bro, of sensation. Bro, that's a really good idea. That I you could. are. I could. Um, if we see him today, we're going to have to work on something. Put him on TikTok. Put him on Instagram. I got to okay, find need, out. We sh- how, how did we not get him to say, and with and that? With that <laughs> God. <laughs> to be honest with you, I, I, I they said he did a Samuel Levitt uh, impersonation. I said, well, bring him over here. I didn't have any Expectations questions. Expectations were pretty low. They were. I didn't have any questions prepared. <laughs> and you saw me at one point just Whoa. staring at him. <laughs> right. Just like, I cannot believe you were, what I'm seeing. I, I saw was, it. I, I saw was, it. You were frozen. You're like, what do I ask next? <laughs> but it was more of like, I was just staring. This is unbelievable. Like, I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. Well, it's just the, the whole concept of there would be somebody out here yeah. with a prepared 
Sam Levitt impression. He, that's the best is, part. Is yes. he just winged it? You it's know? crazy in and of itself. It's really, really good, man. Yeah. Really, it was really funny. Good. Oh, so, what's going on? What's in it, the did you get his name? What is ah, his actual I had name? It is yesterday. Sam Levitt Jr. Sam Levitt Jr. <laughs> what's going on in the clubhouse? Uh, you've been in there for a little while. Anyone talk to you today? No, you know what? I I haven't really talked to anybody today. My new thing this spring, honestly. And I, I have talked to guys inside the clubhouse, but I've really tried to talk to them outside. So prep them, say, hey, do you mind if I pull you for an interview when, when you come off the field today? I just find it's, it's I can be on camera sometimes, makes for better video. So I'm, I'm doing a little bit of both, but I'm trying to set things up and then put it on guys' radars and I, grab them when they come off the I field. I do think players, when they're in the clubhouse, are more – self-conscious yeah. of what is heard by their teammates. I, I think that is and, a very... And they're a little more yeah. careful because you don't want to say the wrong thing in front of your peer group. Yeah. Not that you're saying the wrong thing in an interview as well, but it, we're all, you know, we're all kind of the same creatures. You don't want to be embarrassed. You want to make sure that... I like yeah. to be embarrassed. No one held something <laughs> against you. So it's a little... Max, by the way. Max? Max. Okay, Max. great. He just crushed that. Thank and you, Max. I'm trying to find out if they're still here. Because <laughs> uh, if they are, I need, I need that collab... <laughs> Uh, well, we can always get them back. Yeah, bring them to uh, the ballpark. No, that's a. It's a good point, Ben. That's a. I think amongst the media, something that sometimes I, I've certainly heard people talk about is that sometimes you can get a little bit better answers outside the clubhouse because a couple of things, especially here at spring training. Number one, you guys know this. It's so early. I mean, today was a later clubhouse. We've had open clubhouses this spring, and this same thing last spring. At 7.30, yeah. and quite frankly, sometimes I feel bad going up to guys at 7.30 when they've just arrived and saying, hey, let's do a 10-minute interview. I wouldn't want to do an interview at that time. So there's that. And also, like, when you're in the clubhouse and you're around your teammates, you know, maybe you're a little bit more shy, especially if you're a younger guy. Well, you get the cliche factory yeah, will happen there. Yeah. It's like, no, it's one game I at a time, I do think man. it gets a little looser when you get outside there. So... I've tried to make it a, a mix of both. And, and maybe it's my imagination, but it feels like Mike Schilt is, is trying to get a little more done maybe this spring, partially because they're leaving early, yeah, partially because sure. I just think that's his his meticulous kind of nature that, that they have a little more scheduled. They've got a little bit more in their days here to make sure everyone gets the amount of work in that, that is needed before they get on a plane for Korea now in, what, two weeks from tomorrow? Right that they're going to be leaving. Well, it's something that I talked to you guys about in the last couple of weeks that, you know, we heard about Mike Schilt when he got the job, how detail-oriented he is. And it's something that I think has been really clear this spring training. It's something that guys have talked about, the efficiency in which they do stuff. And also, and, and I think I told you guys this a couple of weeks ago, I, I just find that Mike Schilt, and maybe you'll, you'll talk about it later with him at P.F. Chang's, yes, if that's sir. going on. I just happening. find he's out there a lot. Yeah. Like, he is on the field, every backfield. If there's a backfield of minor leaguers doing drills a week and a half ago, he was out there. The communication, you just see him around a lot. And that's not to say that Bob Melvin wasn't around. I mean, he was. But I just notice it with Mike Schilt. Like, whether it's superstars or minor leaguers, he's out there and he's constantly communicating. So... Um, look, it's been impressive so far, the level of communication, um, the details. He, he pay, I mean, you talked to him yesterday. He just, he just kind of has that people feel. Sure. You really get that 100%. sense. And I think yeah. it goes back to what I was saying earlier. You, every team is going to hit and miss on certain guys. Not everyone's going to pan out. But the one real crime is to have a talented player 
in your camp, like in the minor leagues, and you didn't see it. You right. didn't develop it. You let him go, and he went and blossomed somewhere else. That, that to me, is the, the biggest crime you can commit as a baseball organization. 100%. Yeah. Um, you know, look, obviously this team is relying on a lot of young guys to come up and produce, and that could very well be this year and be early this year. So the young guys are really important. I thought the story that Mike Schilt told yesterday about awesome. Albert Pujols was it. awesome. I loved it. Can't um, wait for more of those. Speaking of young guys, I, I saw, and we just saw him a, a handful of minutes ago, uh, you know, I saw Homer Bush Jr., Dude. Dylan Head, Sammy Zavala out there. So those guys are here now. Where they're going to have that uh, the, the spring prospects game after the team leaves for Korea. So I'm looking forward to that. Homer and Bush seeing them. big. Yeah. Big. Yeah, tall, tall. Tall. I remember his dad. I remember his dad played. I don't remember. I mean, he, I think it feels like he's a foot taller than his dad. I mean, really. Like, he is a big, big dude right. imposing. So it's a good reminder when you see those guys, and there's been a lot of talk about how deep the Padre system is. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of focus right now on Merrill and Marcy and Paulie, rightfully so. But I do think getting some other guys here the last week or so, Lesko, who threw a bullpen yesterday, Bush, Head, um, Zavala, it just reminds you that that there are some guys that they feel really confident in, not just for this year, but you know, in, in the years to come as well. So it's good to see. Love seeing those guys. I feel like if I just kept repeating Bush and Head, you would point it out I somehow. Would. I would have. I let, let Sammy, Sammy just, just get right away with <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Sam, appreciate it. Good to see you again this morning. Keep up the good work. This sun is tough. It's getting it's, a little bright. I'm, right this now. is going to yeah, be a tough couple hours I'm, for you. I'm roasting. Yeah. 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 We're, uh, if you see any sunscreen, <laughs> send it our way. Please. I, I really I, have. I have face sunscreen and spray. If you need it, let me know. Thank you. Please. I would love that. We'll get screened up, take a little break. We'll come back, uh, hopefully blocked from the sun, and uh, we've got some regular features to get to as well, including uh, Play Little Padres SAT, qualify a listener for a trip to Las Vegas. Uh, Don't Do This is still on the way as well. So it's all coming up with Ben Woods, live from Padres Spring Training in Peoria on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. This guy's been one of our Odyssey colleagues. Yes. Uh, we've talked to about the uh, Baseballs and Boring podcast with Rob Bradford. He's here today in Padres camp. I think we're going to bring him on uh, at the top of the hour coming up uh, before we get out of here today. Uh, Pauly said tomorrow is going to be an absolute oh my God. red letter day yep. in the uh, history of Ben and Woods. <laughs> Maybe you don't stay up till midnight watching the Aztecs blow out a team by 40 and be dialed tomorrow for the lineup of all lineups. So, Manny told us yesterday he'll stop by yep. tomorrow. He's always our closer. We yep. always have him on yep. the last day. We already day. know. He's last day. He's not a first day guy. I just talked to Joe Musgrove. He's getting a little work done. Sure. Uh, so, he will join us tomorrow. Okay. Perfect. I've been told that the seed has been planted in his mind. Okay. That one Fernando Tatis Jr. will join us tomorrow. I wonder if he still remembers the handshake. (laughs) We'll have to see. I'm going to have to review video to see if I remember the handshake. And then uh, we are still working on Xander Bogarts as well. Okay. It's going to be a a hell of a lineup. I thought there was one more, too. That's a a big day. Oh, and uh, Jackson Merrill tomorrow. Jackson Merrill tomorrow. I'm excited about that one for sure. Mama. Mr. 20-year-old brimming with confidence Jackson Merrill as well. So, yeah. uh, yeah, the last day is always chaos oh and pandemonium when we get out here. Uh, looking forward to it. But it's been a really good second day here as well. It's been awesome today. Um, about to do the Mike Schilt newser, so we got everyone over here. While they do that, why don't we get a contestant on the line, put a little uh, Padres SAT. 
Get our questions going. Try to qualify a listener for the trip to Las Vegas. Uh, coming up, give us a call, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. Quickly, Jesse, hang on. One, uh, yeah. Jesse, what did you get on your SATs? 100 points higher. 100 He's, uh, he was points a verbal, higher. More Why verbal won't you tell that. me the number? All right, what was yours? 1410. Better or worse? Oh, lower. Okay, good. Oh, wow. I got a 980. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> How did Michael like, King interview go? We, we had to compete. We oh, yeah. just did him as well. Good. Yeah. You think you're looking for yours, that content coming yours, up? Yours was better than ours? It's probably. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. I'm Fair sure enough. it was good. He got to walk and talk, which is great. So, all right. You can look for that Jesse oh, Agra content Levin. a little bit later. Sammy's delivering. Um, Sammy, sit down again. I'm sorry. You have like two minutes? Yeah. All right. Uh, give him the microphone. We uh, Everyone pointed out in the chat. We got to the end of the show yesterday, and we cut you off. You were about to t- tell us a great Brett Sullivan story, and we never <laughs> well, got not... to it. So, I mean, just the personality of Brett okay. Sullivan that we had no idea. So, and I haven't, I want to be very clear. I have not talked to Brett about this yet this spring, but, oh, here's the sunscreen, Spray. yes. Um, and I've got face sunscreen here, too. Um, what what I was getting at is this. I remember, or, or really any time that Brett Sullivan has come up from AAA, and join the major league clubhouse so many guys come over to talk to him he's just constantly talking to guys joking around with guys like it is very clear to me that brett sullivan is an extremely popular guy inside the clubhouse and inside the organization and the point i was making yesterday was that you know people gravitate towards woodsy here People seem to gravitate towards Brett Sullivan. It's something I want to talk to him about because I, I'm telling you, I have never seen when he made his major league debut so yeah. many guys light up in it's a wild. clubhouse as when Brett Sullivan walked in. He is really popular, like really, really popular. That's so cool. And I got I to gotta talk to him about it because he talks to everybody, but he's a catcher. You yeah. know, like to me, and again, I haven't asked him about it, but like he screams like future Future manager broad- to me. Oh, future manager. Or broadcaster. Or broadcaster. Yeah. You, you know, and it's interesting because they, they've said that Luis Camposano is more of a reserve guy, and he's had to kind of force himself to come out of his shell a little sure. bit to be that catcher personality. But I imagine you have something you can learn from Brett Sullivan if he's a, yeah. a natural magnetic guy and in I, the Padres club. And I haven't, I haven't interviewed him yet. I've said hello to him and chatted a little bit. But uh, Kevin Acey wrote something that was pretty interesting the other day about maybe the Padres trying to – play him in some different spots because he does have experience outside of catcher and um it's left he's a left-handed bat yeah could be useful right so interesting something to keep in mind if you swing it lefty you have a decent have you guys ever talked to him no i think you'd love him i bet we would i really do we that's those are our usually our guys say hello to him if you you see him yeah i think you'll really like him. absolutely i would take sully in the second or booty as they call him that's his nickname (laughs) booty all right, thank you, Sammy. Thank you, yep. Sammy. We, we got Mike Schultz uh, talking here in a second. Schultz yeah. coming out. Uh, You'll well, see the show. While you're doing that, we're going to play a little Padres SAT. We'll do that right after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. All right, we had a winner yesterday. Let's see if we can get another one today. We got Mac on the line. Mac, good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you guys doing? We're good. good. We're, we're good. Roast, All right, so, we're roasting, but we're good. So here's what you're playing for. Uh, if you can get four of our seven Padres SAT questions correct, you will qualify for our grand prize drawing of a two-night stay at the Westgate Las Vegas and two tickets to Air Supply. Heard Air Supply in the car last night while I was going to get dinner after you guys had settled in for the night. What song? Uh, 
Uh, I'm All Out of Love, of course. Of course. Yeah. 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 They're, they're number one hit, right? Uh, they'll be performing May 31st and June 1st at the International Theater at the Westgate. You can get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Or you can win right now here, Mac, by getting four out of seven right. Day two of our Padres SAT, and it focuses this time on players from the past. So I will give you seven multiple-choice questions. You get four of them right. You will be our winner today. You ready to play, Mac? Sounds good. Let's do it. All right, this one should be fairly easy. Question number one. In a listing of every Padres player in the history of the franchise, who comes first alphabetically? Is it A, Austin Allen, B, C.J. Abrams, or C, Sean Abner? Austin Allen. That is incorrect. A, B comes before A-L, even though the Austin is an A. It's always by last name, so Sean Abner comes first in the alphabetical Matt, listing. how did you do on your SATs? <laughs> uh, I there's no, pretty well, but... All right, there's no yeah. alphabeti- alphabetization in the alphabetization. SATs. Alphabetization. Alphabetization. Just made that word up. Alphabetiz- alphabetizing. <laughs> alphabetization. <laughs> I, I don't know if that is a word or not. All right, question number two, Mac. Which name was shared... You can always ask Woods for help as well. Which name was shared by three different Padres players in franchise history? Is it A... Bobby Jones, B, Dave Roberts, or C, Luis Perdomo? Uh, I'm going to go with Bones. Bobby Jones. There was Bobby M. Jones. There was Bobby J. Jones, but they were the only two. There were three Perdomos. There was two Perdomos as well. Yep. Three different Dave Roberts played for the Padres in franchise history, the most recent being the current manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers. All right. do a great job. We need to bounce back a little bit. Question number three. Which baseball Hall of Famer never played for the San Diego Padres? Is it A, Phil Necro, B, Greg Maddox, or C, Willie McCovey? Um, go with... Del Nico. Del Nico is correct. Yes, both Maddox. C, McCovey. And McCovey did play here a little bit. Actually lived in the same building as my grandparents on Mission Bay. Oh, of course. All right, that's one correct answer. We've got uh, question number four here, Padres SAT for Mac. Which one of these future MLB managers once played for the Padres? Is it A, Bobby Valentine, B, Joe Torre, C, Dusty Baker, or D, Lou Piniella? Which one once played for the Padres? Bobby Valentine, Joe Torre, Dusty Baker, Lou Piniella. Mac? Um, let's use the live final. That's what. Woodsy, what do you think? Give me him again. Bobby Valentine, Joe Torre, Dusty Baker, or Lou Piniella? I'm going to say Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker. Mac, what do you go with? Um, I just know he didn't. So. Oh, he didn't? Yeah. It's, oh, it's good not, for you. I'll, I'll give you that clue. It's not Dusty Baker. So pick one of the other three. Go with. Valentine. Bobby V, that is correct. Yes, he was a Padre for a short time. That is too correct. You're back on track. All right, if you get two out of these last three, you will win. Question number five. Which of these former Padres had a Padre dad who also played for the Padres? Which of these former Padres had a dad who played for the Padres? A, Nick Hundley. B, Cal Quantrill. C, Brett Kennedy. Or D, Bubba Trammell. Um, I'm all out of lifelines. No, yeah, you can use as many as you want. No, you're you don't out. want. No, Twins doesn't know. That's no, why he doesn't so. want you to ask. Nope, you're out. 
I'll go with uh, Cal Quantrill. Cal Quantrill is correct. Is oh, that Paul, Paul Quantrill bang. played for the Padres? Very good. All right, one more correct, and you are our winner. Who is the only Padres player in franchise history with a last name beginning with the letter Z? Is it Mike Zunino, Ben Zobrist, or Lance Zawadski? Wood, you got anything? Uh, C. I know this one. He says C. C. Yeah, that's right. Lance Zawadski. C is correct. Lance Zawadski. Zunino and Zobrist never played for the Padres. That's a winner. Congratulations, Matt. You're qualified. For the trip to Las Vegas, uh, stay on the line, Frankie. You'll get your information back in the studio. Last one for you, Woods. Which of these pitchers never made an opening day start for the Padres? Is it A, Eric Lauer, B, Tim Stauffer, C, Dave Dravecki, or D, Kevin Jarvis? A. No, Eric Lauer did make a start. Yeah, Dave Dravecki, never our new pal Dave Dravecki actually Sweet never Angel. made an opening day start. I think uh, Ed Whitson made one. Tim Lawler made one yeah, back in the Lawler 80s. But uh, yep. Dave Dravecki never made the opening day start for the San Diego Padres. Good job. We'll have one more SAT chance to qualify for a trip to Las Vegas uh, tomorrow morning. That was hard. People in the chat were like, holy smokes. It was hard. SAT's well, I mean, getting harder. It's multiple choice. I know. And, you know, questions are going to get hard. If it's too easy, then everyone just gets a perfect score. That's and then true. How are you going to determine who actually gets into Padres College? That's true. That's <laughs> if true. everyone gets a perfect score I like the SAT. ACTs better. Aren't those Did easier? you do the ACTs? No. I didn't do the ACTs. I, that, was, that was the rumor when we were young. Now, did you take any AP tests? With no. the written, like the essays at no. the end? And you had to, oh, I mean, your hand would get so tired. You'd have to write like five pages in the book, like an essay question. I was I hated uh, essay questions. Uh, AP tests? Yeah. Yeah. I, I never took the test because I only took a couple AP classes, and I could read the writing on the wall. I knew it wasn't going this well. This isn't for me. And you had to get, I think, a three out of three five. Three to get college to get credit. College credit. I was like, at least a three, yeah. We had all the practice tests, and I was getting ones, maybe a two, another one, another one. And, I'm and like, you had to pay like 100 bucks. It was, bucks it was 100, 150 to, bucks to yeah, the test. And I go, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm 16 years old. I'm not wasting $150 to not get the college credit. Yeah. So my teacher was pissed. I don't know if this will surprise you guys. I did not take my academic career all that seriously. <laughs> it, just it, doesn't, it doesn't shock me, but you are a, an intelligent guy. Well, I like to read. And verbally and stuff, I mean, like, were you a good essay writer? Yeah, very good. See? You were a good essay Ridiculously. writer. Street Ridiculous. smarts. Book smarts. No, I had a lot of book nowadays, smarts, but it was books. It was not, any, it was not science. It did, was not, now, Paul, did you ever have to write out essays by hand, or was it all digital by the time you got to uh, school? Both. The Blue Book? The Blue Book the essays. Blue book was yeah, they don't do that anymore. Everything's now typed in, and you don't have to do the blue book like I used to do in college. I wrote papers for other people school. in college I don't all know. the time. I, don't know if kids. I got paid. Ooh. No, no, on the on the, on the laptop. Com- okay. Yeah, the computer lab. Really? What yeah. was the going rate for a Woods hundred bucks paper? Hundred yeah. bucks. My buddy Bobby would pay me a hundred dollars to write. His like, were you in the class? So you already no. knew the subject. You so you had to actually Cold. learn. Cold. Then write. Yep. I think you may have undervalued those services. <laughs> I think I did. Now, actually. I don't know if kids are still learning cursive, but I know, like in third grade, that was all we did was we learned cursive. how to write in cursive. Yep. I haven't used it since third yeah. grade. Completely I mean, we, useless. We needed it to write our essays. Yeah. In those blue books, because you had to write fast, so you had to keep 
writing. And I just I remember how sore be gnarly. your arm would yeah. be at the end of one of those essay tests. Well, we had, you know, for every English class, you know, you'd have to write a ton of essays. But we didn't have laptops and stuff in college. So we actually would go to a computer lab, sign in, mm-hmm. you know, use your student ID, and you'd sit there for seven hours Ooh. firing off papers uh, left and right. I do remember AP history. My history teacher was great in high school because he taught it like a college course yeah. where it was just a, a lecture. And he just talked. And we just took notes, took notes for an hour and a half yep. straight, taking notes. And we're like, the first day, we go, this was the worst class ever. And he goes, I'm just telling you, get ready, because this is what That's every what college, college is. seminar is like. That's and exactly he was right. right. Well, I hope I'm not dredging up too many bad memories with our Padres SAT questions <laughs> this week. We'll only do them one more day tomorrow. Let's take a timeout, top of the hour, get our new uh, our Odyssey colleague, Rob Bradford's here. We're going to get him sometime. Uh, Mike Schilt is coming out to speak as well. It's a little behind schedule today. The punctual Mike Schilt already postponed by 15 minutes, and now he's late, too. I wonder what's going on back there. He's busy. He's a busy man today. It's all coming up with Bennett Woods on San Diego's number one sports station. Final hour, day two in Peoria, coming up next here on The Fan. Welcome back to the Peoria Sports Complex. Final hour of Ben and Woods is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. And Woods, we're, uh, we're sitting down now with someone who is spreading the gospel, the gospel that we have agreed with for a long time. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rob Bradford, you probably heard us mention his Odyssey podcast. It's called Baseball Isn't Boring. And I love that message, Rob. Thank you for sitting down and joining us because I think baseball has gotten a bad reputation from some sports fans over the years like it's the quiet slow sport yeah i mean it's for some people it's not for everybody i've never agreed with that i think football can be boring sometimes but baseball for me is always exciting well first of all it's awesome to be with you guys i admire you guys so much uh, from afar and and just talking about spreading the word of baseball you guys do such a good job of it i'm just doing it through stickers and t-shirts and smiles sorry sorry you go you go with what you know um but I, I, to that point, I, you know, one of the things that we've asked people on this podcast, Marvin Harrison Jr., we had on the podcast. That's awesome. And he said, he said, listen, sc- hitting a home run is more difficult than scoring a touchdown. Yeah. Guys have consistently said that going to a baseball game is by far the best thing to go to because football's made for TV, basketball and hockey's too fast, and I, I think people forget all of this stuff and and this is part of what sort of we've talked about it's been about a two-year project that started with joe kelly who i did a book with and and um and yeah and so it's not a hard it's not a hard message because as you said i ask everybody at the end of our interviews why isn't baseball boring and everyone gives a different answer and by the way they're always good yeah and they're they're always right you know and and, you know if you were going to ask us that question for me it's it's the the cerebral nature of the game um, and how how fast the game actually is when you're playing really at any level. I mean, it it is it's incredibly fast when you're out there on the field, especially if they hit one your way or you're on the mound or you're behind the dish or you're at the plate. Uh, it, it speeds up on you really really quickly, and I can't even imagine what it's like for these guys out at that level, man. But it is uh, for me. It's always been the thinking man's game. It's a chess match, which I love. Um, it, it's just, it's the greatest. It is just ingrained in me. For me, I think it's, um, in baseball, it's like every game, there's something you've never seen. Every before. game. Like a situation show. comes yeah. up. And like, you're like, what? I never even considered that. Like, and, and, and they played tens of thousands of major league baseball games. And this situation has never come up. And 
Well, yeah, the football's athletes are incredible. It's the same grid kind of every time. Yeah, they're spectacular catches, but you see those kind of every game. It's the it's, it's more formulaic. I feel like baseball is more open and unpredictable in, yeah. from the start to the end of every oh, game. Oh, yeah, very and much. you're talking about going to a game, right? It's, it's a combination of, of, and I think Joe said this, it's ballet, chess, and cannon fire, where where you're waiting, you're talking, you're talking about what just happened, and then, boom, somebody does something incredible. You know, Manny Machado makes a great play. Zinder Bogarts makes a great play. Like, oh, my goodness. And then you talk about it again. With a lot of these other sports, you're just moving on. You're, you're, it's a constant thing. But I, I think it's so unique. And I think what they did last year was help us edge toward, all right, this is a more palatable thing. Right? Yeah, and, and it took it back. We talked about this yesterday uh, with Jesse Agler. It took the game back a little the bit. The pitch clock. The pitch yeah. clock yeah. And, and, and some of the rule changes and things like that. It took it back a little bit to the, the, the way it used to be, a little bit more action. Let's get it moving. And, and I, I agreed. I, somebody tweeted the other day. There was a uh, – they, they had Secretariat winning the Kentucky Derby, and he won the Kentucky Derby in the same time that it took Zach Granke to throw one pitch. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It was two minutes or something. And it was like, you know what? You're right. We needed that. We needed that. And, it, you look, it helped a lot of guys. It hurt some guys, whatever. But I think baseball was – I will give Rob Manfred credit for instituting. That's about the only thing I give him credit for in his tenure. <laughs> getting that back and getting the game moving again, it does feel different. It's funny because when I sat down for spring training games last year, it was we, we talked about stories. We were telling stories on the broadcast. And we're getting halfway through these stories. And we're, well, we have to get used to this. You're right. This yeah. Is, this, it's is, quick. this is unbelievable. And I think at the end of the day, everybody, hey, you get to go home earlier. Urgency, urgency is such a key word, right? Urgency, it needs more urgency. And that's what they gave us more urgency. To your point, where this is going to land with injuries, where we had Matt Strom on. Yeah. Former we podcast. love Strom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great boy. guy, right? And obviously very opinionated. Yes. And of all the things I've done in my professional career, bizarrely the thing that meant, went most viral was when he came on the podcast and vented about beer sales. Yes, that's right. right. I remember and, that. And and, and and I thought it was a really, really good point, which yep. is his point was everybody, the owners are saying, we're shutting off beer sales in the 7th so everyone, everyone can sober up. Then you heard teams pushing into the 8th and the ninth, and he said, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, that – you aren't going to sober up in the in the eighth and the ninth of inning, of course. And so it's it's things like that where we didn't think about it, but at the at the root of it, watching the game and and getting other people to watch a game, I think last year with the huge step forward. When it, Rob uh, Bradford is with us, host of the Baseball Isn't Boring Odyssey podcast. Uh, when it comes to some of your other guests, who stood out uh, so far on well, the podcast? Well, it's funny when you're talking about comparing things. Joey Votto stood out because he makes you work for it, bro. Man. He is. We did. We had him on once, <laughs> and it is like, it's not only does he make you work for it. He literally. He also told a fake. He told story a fake about Brandon story Drury. about Brandon yeah. Drury that got us in trouble with Brandon Drury. He's a <laughs> lunatic. He's a lunatic. So we had we, we had him on is right right when he was taking the subway. These chest matches yeah. and everything else. It's, oh, hey, listen, we'll talk about chess. And the obvious question is, hey, baseball's a lot like chess. And he's like, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. <laughs> Just shut you it's, down. It's like checkers. And then he goes on for 15 minutes. And then I saw him again at the park, and we did another podcast. And look, Justin Turner's wearing the baseballs and boring T-shirt. Isn't that great? He's like, don't you want a T-shirt? He's like, no, no, I don't need a T-shirt to tell me that. Like, and then you know, again, then he goes on for 15 minutes. But I liked it. I liked that. Like, he makes you work. 
I like people who give you the unexpected. He's very unexpected. Uh, and and so we've had on everybody, you know, from the commissioner to to Gia. We have. It, and, and I'm Xander was great last year. Xander, I've known Xander for sure. obviously from Boston for a long time, and I just like honesty. We just had, I said to Kenley Jansen, we had him on the other day, and I said, and maybe this is I, I, this is the tools of the trade, Kenley. We were on last year. It got a lot of buzz. It got a lot of buzz because you were honest. You are going to be honest now, right? Please be honest. Do not not be honest. Right. Like it's all like a challenge to them. And I think for the most part, you know how it is, guys. When when guys sit down here or guys sit down for a podcast, it's a conversation. Yeah. It's not just that's like checking want. off. That's all you want. And that's one of the things that has been really a pleasure for me doing this. So many different people I've gotten a chance to do it with. Well, and, and you know, the, the, the fact is that I never really get enough baseball content. I, I, I don't. And, and so many people, I don't get upset about, you know, there's, you know, the old media, the new media. I love it, man, because if you can get access to something that I couldn't get, I'm still going to enjoy the hell out of it. I really am, and I, I, I appreciate everyone that's out there grinding, trying to get the best interesting content because these guys are interesting. They really are, and if you can bring some of that interesting stuff out of them, it just makes well, everything the, the better. The podcasting's an interest. I could go on for an hour about it. Right. But it's an interesting dynamic because <laughs> I think guys, when they sit down and do it, they love it. Like they, they, they absolutely love it. I mean, it's in that's GMs who we don't have time, we don't have time. Then you sit down, okay, now or later, it's just two guys talking. Yep. It's a conversation. But at the same time, there's a lot more podcasts. A lot yeah. more people are, are demanding of these guys' time. And then as you guys know, you have the soul set up here and everything else. There's so much of it. Now it's separating it. Now it's, hey, did you see what this it, – it, to your point, it's all good. It's all good because at the end of the day, the players are embracing it more. They're not as protective of their brand, and that's what we can have. That's what we've been screaming about for years, about behind the NBA, yeah. behind NFL. Holy mackerel, baseball, a couple of years ago, let them wear different colors on their shoes for the first time. Yeah. Like, finally, we're getting to the point where this is all entertaining. Here's the only problem I see, Rob. I can hear our boss, Adam, back at the station <laughs> thinking, well, if Rob's doing this Odyssey podcast, why can't Ben and Woods do their own Odyssey baseball podcast? This is a podcast. We do a four-hour radio <laughs> this show. Is, I mean, this is. But that's what it is, but right? We podcast it, yeah. yeah right. I but, mean, it's all available. Uh, yep, but I'm he's a, thinking like an extra podcast, I'm sure. When now. he starts letting me curse on the air, yeah. then I will consider doing <laughs> a podcast. Here, here's that's what, the fun here, part here, about this doing is a what, podcast. This is what I'm going to do for you, all right? I'm going to... Fend that off. I'm going to say, you guys, whenever you want to talk baseball, anytime, because our podcast is every day, every single day. Yeah. And so anytime you are welcome in and whatever you want to talk about, whoever you want to talk to, I don't care. You guys are great guys to talk baseball. And, and again, just it's just us talking. So it. just tell them, say, the podcast, we're going to do it for the baseball is boring Yeah, podcast. that would be fun. That, that, would be awesome. off, that, that checks fun. off that ball. That would be fun. I'm, I'm all about it. Well, I'm glad you'd be able to stop by Padres oh, camp. Are you hitting all like all the spring yeah, training camps so, here in Arizona? This is yeah. so foreign to me because I'm based in Fort Myers, and, and it's an hour and a half to get to anywhere to the next. I talked to Chris Sale. I had to drive an hour and a half. That was the next team that I could talk to. Um, so this is, I was at Dodgers. I don't know if you know this, but there's a guy, Shohei Itani, and he's how, pl how playing How is it today. over there? Is it insane? It's You know what? We were just saying. No. It's kind of like it probably – I swung through here last year. Last year. It kind of feels the it, same. Last year was nuts. It kind of feels the nuts. same. Like, it's, it's so – yeah, it's a little bit different because you have just a huge – obviously, a whole collection of media that's coming in. Today is a big, big deal. Yeah. 
Um, but it's it's a uh, it's an entertaining group. Um, like I said, the guy who helped launch this, I don't know if Padres fans want to hear this. We don't like Joe, Joe Kelly. Kelly. That's fine. No, it's no, fine. No, Probably but, a great guy. But, 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 but listen, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's good. It's good. It's good. To, it's good to have the the uh, arch enemies. Sure, right? Max 100. Muncy had some great insight for you. <laughs> as well. uh, yeah, it, but, but that, yeah. So let's just say let's just say. What I've done here in the in the half an hour that I've been here has been far more exciting than over at Dodgers camp. I'm not yeah. surprised. Yeah, well, so. I mean, you heard it from Rob Bradford. It's just like it was here last year, which means the Dodgers are about to have the most disappointing yeah. season yeah, two games in over baseball history. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, yeah, they can't you're, win more than three in a row welcome. all year yeah, long. Thank you, Rob. Got, that I mean, they can't win a one-run game. <laughs> yeah. They can't win an extra <laughs> inning game. It's just going to all fall apart for them this year. It's coming. It's coming. Not that it's stuck with you. At all. No, not at all. We're not bitter. We're not bitter at all. Totally ready to flush Dave it Roberts, better on. get those resumes freshened up. Yep. There's no chance you're back next year. Crazy. Rob, it was great to meet you. Thank yeah. you for stopping by. Really Thank you, man. To Check you out guys. the podcast, Odyssey Podcast. Baseball isn't boring. All right, uh, let's take a time out. We will uh, check traffic, and then uh, we still have Don't Do This to get to. Uh, did I hear something about Bob Scanlon stopping by? Yes, Scan Bob Scanlon, man. the Scan Man, Love the it. tall drink of water. I think he might even be taller this year. I think he did is he grow. still growing? Yeah. It's, he always looks like he's still growing somehow. Uh, we'll talk to Scan Man coming up as well uh, after a check of traffic. More Ben and Woods on the way on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Just a couple of segments left here on day two. Ben and Woods at Padre Spring Training in Peoria, Arizona. Annie and Elston coming up. At 10 o'clock, uh, but sitting down with us right now, Padres broadcaster Bob Scanlon. Scan, it's great to see you. It looks like you, you grew a little bit in the off season. How tall yeah. are you now? Yeah. We're up to seven foot two now, <laughs> I think. <Seven> <laughs> Oh, great to see you guys. I know you guys have been busy. Every time I look over here, you've got somebody sitting in the chair. You're talking ball with players and coaches and front office staff and it's media. The, and the so best, it looks like man. you guys have had a good time. It's the best. The guys great. have been great so far. We yeah. were talking to Michael King earlier. Oh, how fun is he to talk to? He's amazing. With? He's like yeah. a natural with the mic. And I said, yeah. oh, great. And there's another guy that's going to be coming for your job, my job, our <laughs> exactly. job. Exactly. Right uh, he was actually, he mentioned you. He was uh, talking about uh, the splitty that he's working on and, and was talking uh, to you a little bit about how you threw yours. And what a nasty pitch. What yeah. a nasty pitch if you can master it. No doubt about it. Yeah, uh, it was the pitch that got me to the big leagues, actually. Yeah. I was a fastball slider, curveball changeup guy throughout my entire career. And then all of a sudden, one of my pitching coaches, George Culver, said, Scan, have you ever tried the splitty? And busted it out. And, and really, it was the pitch that got me traded. So I was in the Philly organization at that time. Hugh Alexander was a scout in the Phillies organization at that point. He went over to the Cubs organization, and he'd seen me throw that splitter the year before. So when the Cubs were trying to trade, uh, uh, they were trying to trade Mitch Williams to the Phillies, or the Phillies were trying to attain Mitch Williams. Yep. Uh, the the scout that said, "Hey, let's get Bob Scanlon in that deal," was Hugh Alexander. And later on, I heard he said it was because you had that splitty now, kid. So it was a difference maker. It's, a, it's an intimidating pitch to throw. I mean, you feel like you can't get a. I never could throw one. I couldn't even throw one messing around. Yeah. This, did you have to walk around with a ball in between your fingers to stretch them out? Like, I did. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Heard yeah, in fact, I, I put a softball between my fingers as well, Good whatever you can Lord. do to try to stretch things out and uh, give yourself maximum flexibility with those fingers and mess around with it. We, we had Stephen Wilson on earlier, and he was actually showing. Oh, it was Wilson. That's yeah, it. Not was showing. Yeah, showing yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and I, I talked to him because, you know, he's – He's in his third year, and you know I, I think he's got a spot. But he says I got a lot. Of, I got options for three years. You know I don't know that I'm going to be here. It must be very hard having to try to break out a new pitch while you're also trying to make a team. And you know, Scan, you were never 
yeah. overly comfortable, I think, in in your major league career. I mean, good big leaguer, but you never felt like I've made it. You know, I'm never I'm never going down again. I mean, you, you kind of have to ride that yeah. kind of edge of I'm learning at the same time, but I got to show that I can still do this at any moment. Look, there's 70 guys in camp, and they're all clamoring to get that big league job. So even if you have one of those big league jobs, somebody wants that job that you have. I mean, you're constantly fighting, yeah. you know, to stay on top and and also to make yourself better so that you can help the team, so you can be that guy that Skipper can go to and you know in the key clutch situation or if somebody goes down you want to be the guy to be able to step up and be a little bit more maybe than you were on the team the year before so and it's that constant balance right guys of this is what's working for me and that's good that's what's gotten me to the big leagues and i've been successful versus is there more in the tank yeah. is there more i can do and you know the league is adjusting right so what worked last year all of a sudden those guys are spitting on that slider or that two-seamer so it, it is that balance it's it, no no doubt about it and uh, I, I give credit to guys who have the courage to try to push themselves out of their comfort zone because you know you're going to fail for a while nobody likes to fail especially I these mean, guys been throwing the knuckleball that's yeah. i mean fluttering one up there to these big giant hitters <laughs> that's got to be terrifying no. just to just to know i'm trusting that somehow physics is going to make this ball dart and not hit their bat and go 500 feet when they hit it. I have total respect for anybody that has the courage to try something different and put themselves in a position where they may fail. And to your point, to throw something up there that oh slow and God. it's going to come back at you 106, <laughs> you better have a big glove to hide behind up there. So uh, kudos to those guys. He's looked great, by the way, this spring. Fastball's been good. The slider's been good. And he used his knuckleball early in the game the other day, so you can tell he's getting more confidence in it. So You do wonder, when, when you have a pitch like that in your arsenal, uh, talking to Bob Scanlon here on Ben and Woods this morning, mm-hmm. You know, I wonder if it's a it's been a directive from from Ruben and and Fritzy throw it more. You know, throw it more. Um, it, it, it's so devastating, and and you know, you see guys with twenty five year careers yeah. that when do you go from all right, I'm I'm now a knuckleballer because there just aren't those guys aren't around anymore. I can't even remember the last one before like Steve Sparks or something. I really yeah, can't Sparko. remember the, the last one that came in and almost exclusively threw that knuckleball. Why wouldn't he throw it more? You have to have confidence in it that you're going to be able to throw it where you want to throw it. Otherwise, you're behind in the count. And to what you know, Ben's point, you, you, you're going to have to throw a heater at some point. Exactly, and it's floating up there, and it doesn't have anything on it. It's going to end up over the wall or coming back at you at 110. So uh, it, it's just a confidence thing, mostly, of feeling like, when can I use it? What situation am I getting the reaction out of it I need to? And a lot of it also is just having the guts to say okay i'm gonna throw this thing first throw pitch. It. here yep. it is and you have some success with it oh wow that actually worked so easier said than done they're just hey go go throw it you're the guy that's on the mound you're the guy with the game on the line your teammates are depending on you you've got forty thousand people in the stands and, and you don't want to you don't want to stink out there no doubt right? no so. doubt potter's broadcaster bob scanlon is with us how did uh, the first broadcast of the season go yesterday we were at the game so didn't really get to see it mud's lost his fastball <laughs> yeah mud, mud, actually mud's working on a splitter yeah, as well it's much yeah. short yeah. really yeah. usually sits yeah. 96 97 he's only a 91 <laughs> he's yesterday working so. on, he's, he's working on some stuff he's pacing himself yeah. you know he's getting ready for the postseason he's a veteran guy <laughs> he, he doesn't is. have to yeah he's, you know we, we were talking about guys that need to make the team said, i think he's good i think he's yeah. made the team he made so he can pace himself a little bit yeah talk about uh for a second joe musgrove because i he's going to come on with us tomorrow nice and you know two outings so far not yeah. great but it's spring training it, it you know these these games don't really count at right. all yep he's working on a new pitch he's working a, on a sweeper i guess trying to a little bit different look he's also trying something new and yeah. you just talked about those guys but um joe is also i'm gonna ask him this tomorrow but he's a super competitive guy he does not <laughs> yeah. want to go out there it doesn't matter if it's spring training or the backfield he don't want to stay no, right no, and, no, no, no. and and so yeah. for him it's got to be like oh, all right i'm 
Uh, what, what have you seen from him? Yeah, no, the, the main thing is, thank goodness, the shoulder has been good. From day number one, talking to him, he's like, the shoulder feels great. great. He's throwing his bullpens. He felt strong. He's been aggressive. So that's the first step, right? Everything feels good physically. And then I think you already summed it up in terms of he's working on some new things. Like, everything's a little bit faster this year in terms of Korea. Maybe a couple of left, li- less live BPs than guys yep. would have normally had. So now you're working on things in-game. Uh, so I'm not worried about Joe yet. Would we rather be seeing him mowing right from the from the get go? Yeah, of him course. too, probably. Yeah, no, no he doubt. Want, he wants but, that sweeper to be working right now. Yeah, but yeah. he's working on that new pitch, and there's a combination of things when you break out a new pitch. First of all, you need, you need to know that analytically it's actually working, right? right? So that's the first step, which is cool. Next step is you've got to know where to start it because it's going to have a different ending point. So do I start it on the outer third? Do I start it at the catcher's shin guard? Where am I starting that pitch to get it where I want it to be? And then the final part is once you have those two things down to know where it's going to end up, how it's going to react, how do I set it up? What do I need to use in my rest of my repertoire so that the batter is actually starting to bid on that pitch? So there's, there's multiple steps that go. You don't just show up and say, oh, I got a new pitch and it's working great from day number one. So I'm sure Joe's going to figure it out, and he's got a few more starts before for Korea. Yep. With the uh, the short spring training, we've heard a couple of guys talk about the uh, the pitching camp that, that Joe kind of put on <laughs> yeah. before spring training to get everyone kind of going a little bit faster. Yeah. Now, but that's a more of a normal thing nowadays too. You were kind of on the cusp of there was the off season, and then there was you show up in spring training and start to get ready. Nowadays, guys are pretty much training all year long, and did you did spring training train all up. year? I mean. I personally did because I was always trying to make yeah. a team. But yeah. I, honestly, when I first came up, it was still the era of guys showing up to spring training right. to get in shape. Yeah, yeah. You know, you'd see Ten the veteran guys. Oh, yeah, they got the beer belly going. That's and why the, I'm here. Literally, yep. they're sitting in the in the training rooms smoking their snag. Kent <laughs> 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 to Colby smoking a cigarette in the training room. Bobby, I've been waiting my whole life for this injury. It's the perfect injury. I don't have to run, but I can still pitch. It's <laughs> fantastic, dude. It's <laughs> such like, a foregone era, yeah, man. Yeah, oh, my so God. I got a chance to see that era, which was really cool. Cool. Now I get a chance to see this new area where guys but are now it's, really it's working out. Three sixty-five, pretty yes, much. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But the thing with Joe, it's not just the physical side; it's that leadership quality yeah. in him in terms of having that camp in the off season, bringing everybody in. Hey, let's get together. Let's bond. You know, let's talk baseball. Let's know that we're committed at when spring training's coming on, and, and we're in this thing together. So it's not just the physical side for Joe. For me, it's the leadership qualities that he continues to exhibit more and more each season, and that's another example of it. Yeah, he's a stud. Yeah, he's a no stud. doubt. We're, we're really looking forward to catching up with him tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, no one ever has the answer to this question, but what are the uh, what are the TV broadcasts going to look like a little bit during the regular season? You be on the pre and the post and in the dugout. You've got a new colleague. Yeah, we just uh, we met her yesterday, Mary Lou. Oh, yes. did, did Mary Lou stop by? No, and not yet. We, we just talked. Oh, okay. We're going to get her on at some point. Yeah, she's been great. Super happy to have her on board, and uh, I think she's going to be working with Mike Pomeranz in the pregame and the postgame yeah. show, doing the hosting on that. She'll be working with me on the sideline reporting as well. You still so. get to be down there, though, in your little well. Yeah, I'll still be know. down in my well. Yep, Just roasting yep. in your well like we are right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Cooking away. That's why I've got an umbrella. I told Mary Lou, hey, get, get an umbrella. Get an umbrella. You're going to need one. Yep. Not just for the rain, but for the sun when we're sitting out there. But it, the cool thing about what I get a chance to do in the broadcast is I – I do the field reporting. I also get a chance to do pregame, postgame. I'm up in the radio booth working with Jesse. Sometimes I'm working with Tony. So I'm, I'm the utility guy. I got the six gloves in my bag, whatever you need today, Skip. Sometimes they need me to catch. Sometimes it's first base. Sometimes I come in and close. So it's fun. I get a chance to do a bunch of different things. I love it, Scan. Great to have you back. Great to have Thanks. you out here at spring training. Yeah, and, great to see you guys out appreciate here. Appreciate it very much. I hope you don't get too cooked out here. We are, we're getting close <laughs> to the end, thank God. But we're... 
I feel like a rotisserie chicken. Right. <laughs> Seven three next year when we see yeah. him, just a little exactly. bit taller. Yeah. Yeah. As long as I'm getting good keep sunshine, going, yeah. and keep growing, right? Water on his feet, him. Keep up the great work. They keep growing. It's like a chia pet. He just keeps. He just keeps shooting up. Bob Scanlon. Padres.tv broadcaster uh, for the upcoming season. All right, let's take our final time out. Uh, we still have Don't Do This to get to. I have a, uh, I have a story from, I think it was a collegiate swim meet, which is something we are not in the habit of covering here, but it was a fairly remarkable don't and do do this at the same time that I saw last night that I want to get to. So get to that in our final segment coming up with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. You know, you can listen to 97.3 The Fan with your smart speaker. Just ask your device to play 97.3 The Fan to give it a shot. I uh, just was talking with TJ Laidlaw out here, yep. uh, Padres, like chief. He's the equipment guy. It's he's in deal. charge. Yeah, it's a huge Massive task. Massive undertaking. Huge task. He actually has been out here for, uh, I think, over uh, almost a month oh, yeah. now. Uh, they left, I think, the day before February in the trucks. Massive trucks. He's the one that, like, that's his baby. is truck day. Truck yeah. day. That is his That's the thing. Super Bowl. You get yeah. everything out. you got to move an entire operation, an entire state over, and have it all set up uh, for everyone who's going to be arriving. And then, of course, you've got to undo it all in a couple of weeks when the team gets off to Korea. you got to pack them up, up for Korea. you got to bring everything back to Petco Park, get ready for the season. It's about as uh, big of a logistical <laughs> job as you can imagine. It's like that's it, what Paulie does. He's our TJ. He is. He gets everything dialed in. Paulie actually took the bull by the horns and uh, hit us with this morning. He said, I actually made a reservation for us for tonight, so we're all so set. Smart. I, I said, this is unbelievable. Look I mean, guy. the last thing you want when you're going to be taking the skipper out <laughs> Can you imagine is you arrive at uh, PF Chang's. It's going to be an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> you're like, uh, <laughs> guess we're going to Chipotle. Guess we're going Mike, back to Chipotle, sit, Mike. Can you just sit here on this bench for an hour and 20 minutes while we wait for our table? <laughs> so no worries there. Thank you, Paulie, Very for smart. that. Happy Very smart. That's a do-do this. Yeah, uh, we'll get Paulie to uh, all the don't and do-do this is after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Don't do this. It's time for Don't do this. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? How many times do I have to tell you? I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. You moron. You're a dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. Don't do this. Brought to you by the Craft Taco in Sorrento Valley. The Craft Taco has some of the best quality tacos in all of San Diego. We've experienced it for ourselves. Go to thecrafttaco.com. Take a look at their happy hour specials today. Thecrafttaco.com. What's his first don't do this is the Arizona Sun, which you are now broiling in. You going to be okay? You going to make it? Another 10 cooking. minutes or so? I, I'm cooked. Yeah. Uh, I saw this story come out yesterday, and maybe it looked worse than it – maybe it it's better than it looked yesterday, but there's an update on former Las Vegas Raiders cornerback Damon Arnett, uh, played at Ohio State University, was a first-round draft pick of the Raiders a few years ago. So he was arrested in Texas for gun possession and, well, meth. 
Meth. Meth. Uh, and he said, well, this whole thing is just a big misunderstanding. So uh, Richardson, Texas, a suburb of Dallas, and uh, charged with possession of less than a gram of meth and unlawful carrying of a firearm. You hear that and you go, well, they found you with meth. You're, you're toast, my friend. Turns out his uh, attorney says our client at the time of the stop was unable to provide law enforcement with his prescription for a lawful med- medication. The arrest was predicated on him being unable to provide the medication was prescribed. Had he been able to do so at the time of the I stop, mean, there would have been no arrest for either the controlled substance or the firearms because you can you can carry without a license in Texas. So the gun charge should be wiped out. But can you get a prescription for like street meth? If, if it's a baggie of meth, he's toast. <laughs> if it's his Adderall, he might be fine. Well, yeah, but, but it, it doesn't okay. say that it's yeah, less I than think, a gram of yeah, meth. Yeah, it's. I think there's some gray area on this one for sure. Yeah, I mean, if it's in a pill bottle and it's, you know, and is... I mean, I've seen Breaking Bad. They, you know, they go and buy, like, Sudafed to make meth. So there is technically, like, meth in some of those cold medications, No, right? the other way around. There's some of the cold medications in the, in the meth. In, okay, well, it's part of the ingredient list. I'm not super familiar I'm with not meth. You're not? I'm not. surprised. <laughs> You're not very well-versed in meth. is that it's made very close to our Airbnb. That's all. <laughs> Let's put it this way. If you wanted to buy meth. Don't go in the garage. You could go to Willow Lane. Don't go in the garage. (laughs) All right. I've got a twofer here. It's a don't do this followed by a do do this. And it all comes from the ACC swimming and diving championships that were just conducted. We don't do a lot of swimming and diving. I watched the entire program. It was fantastic. I think I know where you're going here. The story involves a North Carolina State swimmer, Owen Lloyd, in the final of the 1,650-meter freestyle and owen lloyd at a uh, like the race of his life finished in 14 minutes 37 seconds to win the race uh his next competitor finished like two seconds right behind him okay. so as owen lloyd looks up you know how you look up and you see you've touched it first your name's up there at the top everyone else is coming in he jumps for joy like i am so excited and lands on the the lane divider between him and the guy next to him, who's already finished his race, but oh, he falls over into that into guy's lane. lane. And technically, I guess, because of NCAA rules, because the guys on the outside hadn't quite finished yet, if you leave your lane while the race is still in progress, oh, you are disqualified. No. And so they took away the title from him and gave it to the guy, Ross Dant, that finished who two finished seconds. second two seconds behind that's obviously the don't do this whether it's him not knowing the rules or the rules just be ridiculous really ridiculous and stupid but here's where the do do this comes in so they interviewed the winner ross dance right after the race and here's what he had to say about owen lloyd's disqualification this is a the guy they want to give the, the win to the strange one i know for you congratulations on one hand do you have any idea what happened and your emotions right now I think that's the dumbest rule in swimming. Owen beat me fair and square. He used to be on that toe of the podium. He was excited. That's a huge fun for him, right? He earned that. He earned that, and that's his emotion, right? That's what we get in the sport of swimming when we do well. We train all year for a moment like that, and to have him disqualified, I think, is the dumbest thing ever. Do you mind? He I... works so hard every oh. day. He is going to be on the number one trophy. I am not going to stand up there. Ross, wow. do you mind if I, uh, if I ask you what rule did he break? We haven't even heard of up here. Whenever you win, you're not allowed. Well, the other team, or excuse me, the other swimmers are still swimming. You're allowed, you have to stay in your own lane. You're not allowed to jump or cross over the lane line into someone's lane. And in his celebration, which he earned, he came over to my lane. Oh my God. No, he earned that fair and square. 
he'll be getting that medal. Wow. Oh. Well done. Thank you, Ross. Thank you. Thank you for spending how, some time with us, giving us How about that? that? I mean, uh, you know what? The guy could have... I mean, everyone's won something on a technicality. It's like, hey, I, I could have this gold medal forever. I won the ACC, my big race, my senior year, whatever. And he said, no, I didn't, I didn't, didn't. earn it. He didn't. <laughs> I he didn't knows he did. I didn't earn it. The guy finished two seconds faster than me. He earned it. He worked harder. He got there. Now, I didn't get there. This it, is the dumbest thing. Like he got popped for yeah, something. Yeah. Say, something. Well, we <laughs> found he had horse steroids in him, <laughs> right. and of course he won. Like. Bro, he slipped into my lane. He was excited. A huge win for him. He's worked hard. I, th I think that is massively rare and a huge dub for, what is his name? Owen Owen Don't? Lloyd was the no, winner, Owen and Lloyd. Ross Dant was the kid Dance. who we just heard from who finished second, who refused to take the first place trophy medal. It's a lot of integrity, man. Away that's from a, the other that's guy. That's a lot of integrity. Pretty that's cool. a lot. And, you know, listen, I, I understand that people in the chat are saying, well, that rule's been in place for a while. Absolutely. Yeah, rules are, are, are there for a reason, certainly. Um, I think that we are sometimes too married to the technicalities and the rules of certain sports. I do. And I think that, that might be a, a case-by-case case There is a debate to be had whether... You know, the spirit of the rules versus is it a rule if you just selectively enforce it? If you right. don't feel like it's that important, then you don't enforce it. But then it's not really a rule. It's just kind of a, a suggestion at that point. I feel like in golf there's a lot of that and there's debates every single year about. They try to take as much of that out of golf as possible. Like, try to make it very black and white so you can officiate it yourself and there is no questions. It's very strict on the rules because of that. But it ends up. You get penalized for some really dumb things in golf. There's a lot of dumb penalties. I mean, there's 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 a lot. Um, you know, just off the top of my head, there's the you know the scorecard thing that just came into play. Jordan with Jordan Spieth, Spieth yep. getting getting banged for that, and uh, everyone you know, knows what his score was. Everyone watched it. Someone else marked it all down, and because he was rushing to get to the bathroom, and you know something got written down wrong, and he signed it and he left. He's disqualified from the it's tournament. Tough. It's tough. It, it, it rules. I, I'm not saying rules are made to be broken, but I think that you can look at it on a case by case basis. I always think the uh, the job of any official or any rule maker is to make the competition as fair yeah, as possible. For Did sure. this make it more fair or less fair in this swimming case? And in this case, they made it less fair. Yeah, they took away the guy who who actually earned the victory. For, and didn't do anything to stop anyone else Correct. from didn't doing it. Correct, didn't impede anyone else. They made it less fair by it, by implementing that rule. Ah, man, what a what a great speech that is. Yeah. It does. It takes a lot of integrity to, to do that and say, nope, that's not mine. I'm not going up there. I'm and that is uh, don't and do do this for a Tuesday. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Can we get one more do do this? I want to replay yeah. the uh, Sammy Levitt Jr. audio. Oh, yeah. Anybody missed, it. missed it, it at the very start of today's show? Maybe you're not on social media. You didn't see it yesterday. But we're walking around the uh, backfields yesterday after the show, and there were Tier 1s galore and Beatrice? Yeah, Beatrice. Yeah. Beatrice. Beatrice. Tier 1 no, Beatrice. They are here. Oh, they good. are here. Okay, right. so we're going to track them down. But they came up to us yesterday, and her son Max uh, had a Sammy Levitt impression that – not only floored us, but floored Sammy Levitt himself. Uh, Frank, if you have that audio, I'd love to hear it. Hey, guys, it's Woodsy live from uh, spring training. I'm joined by uh, Sam Levitt Jr. Sam, how are you? Pretty good right now. Um, everything's going quite well here at spring training. It's a beautiful, sunny day here at spring training. How are you? Uh, I'm doing very well. Uh, who are you going to be uh, looking forward to seeing today? 
Well, Fernando Tatis Jr. playing left field, well, right field, is a great thing for the San Diego Padres. And Manny Machado, hopefully he can come back pretty soon. Sammy, uh, any other insight on the uh, 2024 season? What do you expect from the pods this year? Well, I expect there to be a lot of self-doubt for the San Diego Padres, but hopefully they can dig their way up. Sam, good talking to you, buddy. Nice talking to you. Have a good one. I just, I just texted you texted Sammy. Sammy. Sammy, the kid's here. Max is here. We're yeah, going to get find you together with him. And we'll yeah. Get, yeah. Don't, don't wander right now. You can go wander. You, you can got, go wander a little ten, bit. We'll be out there ten in ten, yeah. ten minutes. Oh well, we God. got. I mean, we got like three minutes left okay. in our show. Uh, Annie and Elston are coming up. I want to set the uh, stage for tomorrow, which will be our last day here in Peoria, Arizona. Uh, scheduled to appear, and we can't. We can't promise you an exact time, and obviously uh, everything always is. Uh, we can't even promise you that it's going to happen. Subject, <laughs> to, subject to change. Like you know, it's, this Don't is get not mad. a you know money back guarantee, but. Joe well, Musgrove, radio's free. Don't forget Jackson True. Merrill, uh, possibly Xander Bogarts, maybe Fernando Tatis Jr. I think that's looking good, and almost certainly Manuel Arturo Machado. Can't wait, man! Tomorrow, Can't wait to talk to, uh, to all those. Guys. Pretty much uh, the greatest Padres interview day that we could come up with for the history of Ben and Woods, yeah. <laughs> and we got a good chance of pulling it off tomorrow. No so. doubt. That's uh, that's when you don't want to miss. Not that you do miss generally, but you know sometimes you can have a little extra listening. And tomorrow's one of those days just to make sure you get uh, get a full four hours in of Ben and Woods. Take the day off. Take the day off work. Sit home, watch Ben and Woods on YouTube. Listen to Ben Call and Woods on sick. Whatever you got to do. Whatever you got to do. You, you got work. personal just, days. Just don't pay attention to the work. Well, that's, and... that's stealing money. Yes, yeah. that's bad. But that's everyone bad. does it a little bit. No, right? I don't. Yeah. Never. You can I be never steal distracted. Money. Never. Work a little later then. Stay an extra hour or two at the end of the day to make up for your less productive hours while you were listening to Ben and Woods. Yeah, but we do a four-hour show, so you have to stay four hours later. Why don't you just take the day off? Personal right. days are there for a reason. And uh, cuddle up, watch some uh, watch some YouTube, listen to the radio. Early in the year, you probably still have that flex time off. Yeah, we all all of know. our time is flex. Take as much time as you want. Not really, though. <laughs> Dipping into the PTO already <laughs> yeah. early in the year. It's not even March yet. You want to make sure you save some of that for later in the year. That's true. What's for lunch today? That's a good question. We're we going back. We had a good. We went to Chompy's yesterday. That place was awesome. It was very good. Did you like yours? I did. It was really uh, good. Chicken, chicken BLT minus the T. We could go like to uh, Portillo's, like the uh, the Chicago place with the with the dogs and the beef sandwiches. It was pretty good. I went there when you were at fantasy camp. After that you. pizza last night, I needed well, something too a little more right. bland. <laughs> I think it did not agree with me. It was really don't go crazy. We've got a big dinner tonight. That's a good point. We do. Although, oh, I will say you never feel that full. I mean, you get full, but then you're hungry again later. That's the stereotype with Chinese food. Go tweet us. Uh, what is the skipper's order tonight at PF Chang's? Guessing. Yeah, I mean, guess. Well, I think the awkwardness is, you know, generally it's shared plates, you know, in the middle. And I don't like to do that. Uh, I like to get my that's own what you entree. Do? No. You get the lettuce wraps yeah, and some stuff at the beginning. And I want my own Mongolian beef. I love, you know, when you go and you have the lazy Susan no, in the middle like the, and you see, everyone gets a scoop of everything. You, like you get to try everything. I know. I know. And you get the big fried rice and we everyone shares about taking the entire him to thing. A Korean barbecue. Where you grill your own it's meat a lot of at work, the table. Dude. Just but. have Mike do all the grilling for <laughs> you. Yeah. All right, Skip, let's see what you got, bud. You're in charge. All right. <laughs> Don't screw it up. Can I get some more pork? Yeah. Chilty. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. You should get some good yeah, stories. We're going somewhere where he doesn't have to cook the meal for us. Yeah. It's probably good. All right. Um, 
I don't, go back any, I don't hear place. anything don't in my hear ears, but I feel like either. we've got to be near like the end of the show here. We're the <laughs> last minute here of the show. All right, Annie and Elston will be coming up next. Uh, we will rejoin you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. We're going to head out to the uh, backfields again. <laughs> we've got the Padres and the Royals coming up this afternoon. So get some observations on you, Darvish, going to be on the mound. Yeah, Michael Waka, former, former friend, will be pitching against the Padres for the Kansas City Royals <laughs> uh, this afternoon. We'll have a full report for you tomorrow morning. For Frank Marchese, back in our studio, Italian Paul. Great job, buddy. For Paul Reindel, for Stephen Woods, I'm Ben Higgins. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. From all of us here at San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. So long. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.